What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Herfcast. I'm Brian, your host, and this episode is a long one. Uh, it's just over three hours long. Uh, if it if that's too long for you, I'm sure you know the uh, know where the pause button is, and you could resume later. Uh, anyway, this is a really good conversation about cigars, booze, um, uh, cigar clubs. So my guests for this show were Mike and Otis from the What Up Doe podcast. Uh, what Up Doe is W U D U P. D-O-E, the What Up Doe podcast. You could follow them on Twitter. You could find them pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. But these two guys from Detroit definitely uh, kept the conversation going. I had a blast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, other than that, um, I think I've got uh, Coffee Black coming back pretty soon. I think we're scheduled for next week. So keep your ears open for that. I'll keep everyone posted. So enjoy the show. Don't forget to check out stogiebird.com. Stogiebird.com. He's got uh, five packs. He's got samplers. Uh, he'll do special samplers if you send him messages. Uh, but most of all, he's got his Cigar of the Month Club. And the Cigar of the Month Club is fantastic. Uh, I've got the unboxing videos on YouTube. Check out my YouTube page, the Herfcast. I do the eight cigars a month for 60 bucks he's got the five cigars for 40 or two cigars for 20 um like i said i just bumped mine up to eight because i definitely think that they're worth it and if you use the code herfcast h-e-r-f-c-a-s-t herfcast is going to save you five dollars on any order that you make so check out stogiebird.com so i found mike and otis through the delvin cox podcast uh there's actually a really interesting series that he just did uh he did the what up Doe podcast uh their opinions on gun control and whatnot then he had the bearded idiots podcast which you've heard those guys on my show before uh kind of a response rebuttal episode on their opinions on gun control and whatnot and then they did a third episode where all five of them were together or all six of them so if gun control topics are of interest to you and you want to hear both sides of the argument, uh, you know, have an open mind when you check it out. But check out the Delvin Cox experience with What Up Doe, the Bearded Idiots, and all of them together. Don't forget to stop at my website, theherfcast.com. Uh, visit the store. Um, you can send me an email, uh, brian at theherfcast.com. Do all that. That'd be awesome. Any suggestions, comments, hate mail? Um, Constructive criticism is always welcome. Uh, but yeah, there's shirts available. There's a link to my Patreon. Uh, if you want a shirt and you want to help me out on a regular basis, uh, $7 a month will get you a shirt plus a monthly contest. So that's that. One of our guys in our uh, cigar group, he's a, uh, he owns a whiskey bar and they were doing a release of a barrel-aged uh, beer from a local brewery. So, Mike, are you familiar with a uh, Dragon Meat beer? Yeah. All right. So, Eric at McGee's they did a uh, Scotch ale that's aged in Eagle Rare Barrel. Oh, yeah, I think I, I saw that somewhere. So uh, that's what they did. So I stopped there right after work. Uh, it was pretty fucking dope. I, I don't blame you. I mean, <laughs> I would fucking stop too. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Then we invited the uh, the sales rep to our cigar group. I guess we'll talk about that in the podcast as well. So, 
Is that Blanton's? Oh, boy. I found it at Myers. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm living it up. Must be nice. It's, uh, it's the first time I found it. And it was this random, random turn down the liquor aisle with my wife and kid. <laughs> and uh, I, I looked, I seen it. It didn't have the box or the bag, uh-huh. which I was a little upset about, but whatever. I still had to fucking grab it. Right. Uh, my wife was like, why, why don't you wait until they have one with the box in the bag? I said, because I need to buy this now. Right. <laughs> she's, she's like, wait. why? She's like, why? I was like, because I never fucking find this. Like, I, right. I, you know, Blanton's. Blanton. Oh, fuck yeah. We, we can never find it here. But uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, uh, dude that's been on my show a couple of times, Coffee Black. Um. He uh he's seen it on Instagram. He's like, dude, I've been on three waiting lists. Like, where the fuck did you find that at? <laughs> like, I found it at Meyer. <laughs> he's like, no fucking way. So, yeah. So I I tagged my wife in that. I was like, see, it's kind of a big deal when you find this. You gotta buy it. Right. Yeah, I will listen to your episode, the race relations episode with him. Actually, just today. I'm All right. Just from that. So so, what'd you think? Yeah. So did you listen to the one with just me and him or did you listen to one with me, him and Daryl Davis? No, just you and him. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's one after that. There's one after that with uh Daryl Davis. Uh Daryl Davis is who now? Uh he's the dude, he's a musician. Um and he's the dude that got like over two hundred people from the KKK to renounce their membership and hand over their robes. Oh, wow. Sure. How the fuck do you do that? His whole his whole tagline is, how can you hate me if you don't even know me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but uh, it's like, if you look him up on Instagram and whatnot, like you just see this, uh, this big black dude and he's got a ton of pictures of, you know, Ex KKK members handing over their robes and their hoods. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. But where, where, um, where is he from? Uh, I believe he's in Maryland. Okay. So, did he do something on TV? Uh, he had he had like a documentary on. It was on Netflix for a while. Um, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. I remember something about a black guy going around trying to uh uh not hang out with the KKK but like having conversations with him and shit. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was him. Oh, most likely. But Yeah, he's a he's a pretty fascinating dude, man. Uh I was glad I got to talk to him. Uh we're actually setting up part 2 soon. So, uh looking forward to that, but I mean he toured with um um Chuck Berry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, he he's played with all kinds of all kinds of big names. So, well, that's cool. So, all right. So, Mike, what are you lighting up there? I am smoking a Crown Heads Buckeye Land. Nice. I'm shocked you actually said the name. I had no choice because if I if I don't if I don't say it, no one's gonna know what I'm smoking. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you say the name? 
because well, we don't do Ohio stuff here in Detroit. So we <laughs> Ohio's the Buckeyes. <laughs> the Buckeyes are our mortal enemies. So no, no Buckeye talk shall happen. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It sucks because the cigar is so fucking good, though. Yeah, that's it. I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite out of the states, really? uh, but it but it's still it's still up there, man. I, but I mean, the the states the states are kind of hard to beat as it is. So, which uh, which one did you like out of that series of, of states? Well, there's uh, the Texas Rose, the Tennessee Waltz, the Buckeye, and the Paniola, which the Paniola changes every year. Um, I would say probably the Tennessee Waltz would be my favorite. Okay. Um, which I mean, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird because they're all the same blend, just different vitolas. So that's uh, the Paniola is the only one that changes every year. But yeah, the the Tennessee, Texas, and Ohio, I believe they're all the same blend of tobacco. With different sizes. Yeah. Really. As far as I know, now, I could definitely be wrong because I've been wrong, you know, I think once before at least. So, <laughs> I know you got the Tennessee Waltz. That's one of the orange and yellow. And orange, yeah, orange and yellow. I didn't know the other one was the Texas one, but I guess I could. Be yeah, wrong. the Texas is yellow and Tennessee is orange. And then the Paniolo has had blue and gold i believe so did, did i did i drop out did y'all notice me dropping out uh like just screen go out and then you, yeah then it just popped back in okay so i lost the audio so i didn't hear which one was his favorite one mine yeah uh i i think i, I think i would have to say the tennessee waltz okay well the buckeye is my favorite one unfortunately yeah, unfortunately, it's, that, it's my favorite as well. <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's really sad, but it really is. That's that's a really good fucking stick. But I see you're smoking a Roma Craft today. Yeah, I got myself a uh, Cro-Magnum. 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 I got a... Um... He's got fucking on the brain. <laughs> Cro-Magnum. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, the, the, this other podcast I listen to, uh, it, it, it figures, like uh, it's Cigar Heads. But the one dude on there, Mark, will always say Cro-Magnum. And I always give him shit for it. So, of course, of course, when I'm smoking one. It's, it's come to bite you in the ass. Now, exactly. So. What are you smoking, Mike? Crown Heads Buckeye. Land. Oh, fuck. I'm tripping. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I figured he just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> so, so I haven't I haven't started yet, but I grabbed two sticks. And I'm looking for my uh, – I grabbed a uh, – I don't know if you can see this. Las Calabaras. That's the white. Yeah, white man in 2016. Yeah. And I grabbed uh, Craft 2019. Witchcraft 2019. All right. Yeah, I haven't been able to get my hands on any of the Craft series yet. So I haven't had the, well, this is the, I haven't had the Craft one, which is the the Lonsdale ones with the different wrappers, which Mike has. I haven't had a chance to grab those yet. But these have been pretty fucking solid. Though. Yeah, dude, I, I, I got to say, like, I was definitely excited when I was listening to your guys' episodes, uh, hearing about the cigars and the booze that you guys have been talking about. So that was, uh, I, I was glad to hear that. We do a lot of cigars and a lot of boozing. Hey, that's, uh, well, I mean, fifth of the night, Mike, how can you not? 
Yeah, he, he has a name that he lives up to his name, seriously. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's embarrassing. It all works out. All right, so I already got it in the intro to the episode, but uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, um, this is Mike and Otis from the What Up Doe podcast. So, I guess, Mike? All right, you can go ahead and I'll jump in whenever. Um, well, I'm just going to end up repeating what he said. This is Mike from the What Up Doe podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're from Detroit. Um, we've been doing this podcast for upwards of five years, uh, just over 200 episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it, man. We uh we smoke cigars on our podcast. We talk shit. We drink. I often get too drunk to function, but sometimes I get in that perfect zone where I'm just drunk enough to be reckless, but I can still get my words together right. That's that's that's, that's the zone right there. Yeah, it's, I, I I like the I like the fact that uh like you guys. I mean, five years, two hundred episodes. Uh, so there's uh not that every week stigma that you got to live up to um that's me i i release when i can you guys are definitely a little bit more regular than i am but uh it's it seems like everybody i talk to like they've got to get that at least one episode out every week and um i mean it, it's not it's not without a, a failed try that we try to get an episode out that was at least our goal uh, but you know life happens and shit so yeah exactly uh, but for the most part we've we've tried over the last five or so years to kind of, you know, get one out once a week, you know, but shit happens. But uh, well, I'm, I'm oldest the other half of the podcast and we're about five plus years. Um, we started May, 2014. Um, and we've been going ever since. And in, just on the cigar to, we started our cigar group, Detroit Cigar Club in June, 2014. So that's been going equally five years as well. And prior to that, we had uh, we had met a few years earlier um, through some mutual friends, and then we started smoking cigars together. And then that's kind of how the podcast happened. That's kind of how this cigar club kind of happened. We were um, well on the cigar thing. We were we had started smoking, and we were looking. We were in a couple of cigar groups online, and there were you know a couple of them, but then we had none. None that was local. So there was this one big cigar club. It's called a uh, Cigar Club Lounge, and it had like thousands and thousands of members. But it was nothing local, and we wanted to. After a while, we was like, "Man, it'd be cool to be to hook up with people who were actually local." But we couldn't find any, you know, cigar groups that were local, and so we just, you know, said, "Well, fuck it, let's just start a group." And no, no, no other name was was sounding good except for uh, Detroit Cigar Club, where <laughs> you know Detroiters, and we started to started that and. Five years later, we're about 1,100 people strong. And granted, that's that's a, a weird number uh, because we don't have nearly that much participation. But we have about 1,100 people who, you know, socially, you know, uh, or randomly participates in the group. But it's good though. We've met some good, some cool ass people, you know, as a result of the group, and it's, it's been pretty dope. I mean, definitely, uh, we met a, a a good. There's a a good core group of people in our group who are really like. Cigar nerds, as we call them, or really into cigars. Actually, one of the guys who's our third admin of the group, his name is Tony. He actually introduced us to Romacraft, uh, probably about 2012-ish. And other than that, I would have never known about Romacraft. And just 
and I, I know I could probably speak for Mike too. Definitely one of uh, one of our uh, favorite uh, cigar brands for sure. So. Yeah, no, not, no, not one of. It's definitely my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys started the podcast uh, because of the cigars, or was that just kind of a a side effect? It was a happy coincidence. Uh, we just kind of both started doing both things at the same time. Uh, like you said, we we started we picked up the cigar habit together. Um, there was a really popular cigar lounge in downtown Detroit that used to be super cool to frequent. Um, long story short, it lost its luster. The humidor got trashed, and then it decided it wanted to be a club. Then somebody got shot outside. Now it's closed. <laughs> um, but yeah, typical Detroit shit. So um, and then yeah, you know I. I have a habit of uh, getting a little wordy and uh, combative online sometimes. And I just thought, you know, it might be a good idea to put these words to the microphone. So I got an idea to start a podcast. Um, uh, I asked Otis if he was down and that's where it went from there. Mm -hmm. Right on. So I, I, I know you noticed the bottle. I wasn't sure if you noticed the glass or not. Mm -mm. Um, you know, I, I figured that's, ah! <laughs> that's the perfect glass to use tonight. <laughs> Seeing as that you guys are in Detroit and the season starts tomorrow, I figured the, uh, the Bears Rocks glass was the way to go. <laughs> so uh, give us a little background on you, because I don't think um, through the podcast, I, I'm not sure if I've heard too much about your background. And uh, so my name is Brian. Uh, this is the Herfcast. Uh, I've been doing this about two years. Uh, basically, I mean, the same story every pod podcaster has is, you know, I'm, I like, I like to talk to people, so I might as well record it, you know? Um, but no, I like, I like sitting down and talking to people while smoking cigars and drinking. Um, and in that two years, I've got to talk to some pretty interesting people. Um, people I never would have talked to otherwise. Um, that's, I mean, my, my show is pretty much all guest oriented. So like if I don't have a guest, I don't record. Uh, I tried doing a couple of solo things. Um, I, it just, I hate, I hate talking to myself, I guess. But um, yeah, like I said, about two years, I don't know how many episodes I have. Um, probably somewhere around like 60 or 70. Um, but yeah, I just like smoking cigars. Most of my episodes aren't, fully cigar related because I just talk about whatever comes to mind. Um, I, I like having new to cigar or never smoked a cigar before uh, people on my show because uh, it makes me seem like I'm intelligent for a change. <laughs> and um, it, it seems to always end up with, yeah, I could do this again. So like getting more, more people into, into the hobby. Uh, I, I guess not necessarily the hobby. I mean, I'm into the hobby. You guys are into the hobby. Um, but I mean, if I could, if I could convince more people to, to come out and smoke a cigar with me every once in a while, then great, you know, M more the merrier. So. Well, I was, I was really excited about doing a podcast because we haven't been able to really dedicate a full podcast to just cigars and drinks. You know, yeah. we, we, we do a lot of, you know, whatever the topic is going on in America or what's going on with us so forth so we haven't had a real and then and two i think a lot of our audience isn't really 
cigar-based. They don't give a really fuck about cigars, which is cool because we cover a lot of other shit. Uh, yeah. So being able to actually talk to some people who actually, you know, smoke cigars, drink whiskey and bourbon and stuff like that, you know, was definitely up my alley. I was so probably Mike as well. So this was definitely something that was uh, definitely, uh, definitely ready to, ready to do and ready to talk about. So. I'm glad we were finally able to get together. I know, uh, I mean, we, we've both mentioned it in passing to Delvin, uh, shit, probably, probably going on close to a year now or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, uh, shit, dude, time passed. And then, you know, Delvin had a couple of, uh, interesting series on and, you know, yeah. that ended up, that ended up, uh, getting us back in contact. So. Yeah, we did, uh, we did the, you know, uh, I guess gun reform series. I don't know if you caught up with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so. I mean, come on! How 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 can I not? Um, that's I, I actually I actually put that in my intro that uh, you know the Delvin Delvin series with you guys, then the bearded idiots, then all of you guys together. Um, and yeah, you've I, done and you've done episodes with the beard. I see you've done episodes with some of the guys, some of the guys separately from the bearded idiots. Uh, with uh, but I'm losing their names. I did. Uh, uh, I had I had Kelly and Curtis Kelly, on. Kelly. Uh, I've had. You had Curtis and his wife on at the same time. Yeah, it was. You it was, had Kelly with a separate episode. Yeah, I had Kelly and Keegan, um, and then not too long after that is when I did uh, Kelly, Curtis, and Terry. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's uh, I I loved I loved the uh, the series with Delvin because you got both sides man like you, you were able to hear both sides uh pretty raw from each side and then um you know the the the, the round table discussion with it i mean it, i i love the fact that uh everyone's still talking to each other after that shit you know because <laughs> too too many times too many times that that discussion's had between uh some good old boys in texas and a couple <laughs> of guys in detroit uh it's it's not gonna end well yeah, I, I was I, I was telling Mike before we recorded one of our episodes that this was before we did our last, you know, the final part of that series. I really didn't know. I really didn't have a real reason to, to come back and record. But I was like, I listened to their episode and I was like, fuck, we're like way opposites on what we believe, you know, as far as this. And, you know, but I was like, you know what, It'll, I can't just end it as this without having, you know, our discourse together so we you know we finally did it but you know we we still ended that you know kind of on different sides of the matter but you know we we you know and mike talked about it that you know we should do some podcasts together with them that are totally not serious yeah so stuff because you know we ended those laughing and joking and you know had a good time with that and i think that's probably probably best (laughs) you know that the, the gun topic is you know i think it's dear to both sides and for two totally different reasons but you know i, I think it'd be better content to be on you know more lighthearted things like bourbons liquors yeah exactly and they like they they definitely know their their bourbons and and scotches uh you know it's definitely their their expertise there mike what are you drinking uh tito's <laughs> fancy yeah i, I I'd usually like to have like whiskey and bourbon with my cigars, but um, <laughs> I've been getting out of hand with that. <laughs> I, 
I drink if I drink vodka, I, I drink a little bit less. So I was like, yeah, let me just get the vodka because yeah, I, I'm tearing through the whiskey at an embarrassing rate. So I uh, decided. Well, I had a little bit left of this bottle that I said I wasn't going to drink, and I just said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to finish it." But I had brought back a bottle from Cuba, um, and it was a Havana Club Maestro, and it's one that you can probably get in Cuba and just other places, but. It wasn't like the low level one, but I've poured through so much of it. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna save a little so I can add to uh, an infinity bottle. But other than that, I poured a good pour today, and I got a few beers. And that's gonna be my, my drink for the day. So. See, that's something I that's something I should try out is uh, the infinity bottle. I I haven't done that yet, and you know, yeah, hearing hearing uh, Kelly talk about it, and um. I don't know. It's, I, it just never dawned on me to, to do something like that. I I've, done it, I've done it with it. barbecue sauce. I've done it with barbecue really? sauce. Oh, I yeah. Never, I never thought about it with barbecue sauce. That yeah, man. Fun. Just did different sauces. You come to the end of the bottle, you throw it into one, and um, yeah, see, see what you come up with. So, Brian, how long have you been smoking? I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was going to say, did this whole concept originate with weed? Because I feel like that's what people do. Like, they save their roaches to make a fresh blunt when they have enough roaches. <laughs> yeah, they just say, you know what, let's, let's try liquor. Yeah, let's try and, it with liquor. Let's try that, a barbecue sauce. And that is one of the worst things ever, man. Smoking the fucking roach blunt. That's <laughs> uh, I haven't done that since like high school, and yeah, man, that that Bruh, that, that was usually it. usually hard times, and that's all we had. I, you know what? It's funny though, because I really think it's just people just trying to. I don't know, but my I went over my my stepdad's house uh, recently, probably about a month or two ago, and I took this picture. I gotta find it, and I'll send it to you, Brian, when I get a chance. But he had an ashtray of like 20 or 30 fucking roses that he just puts there. And then one day he just decides to unwrap them. And I could not believe he had so many one setting. Like, he don't need to do this. He does well in life. He doesn't need to save them. But I think he just <laughs> do it for habit. And he had a fucking ashtray full of them fucking I was just like, eh, I don't see. That's like, that seemed like a lot of work. I don't even like regular weed. I just like ends and, and, and edibles and shit. I don't even, that just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't know. I, it never really, I mean, shit, dude, I used to smoke all the time back in high school. But um, after a while, it's just like, fuck, man, why am I doing this? I don't even, I don't even enjoy it. Like, I, no matter how much I smoke, I was always just, you know, one hit wonder, extreme lightweight. And like when I would get high, I was just a fucking statue. Like, I, w- I wouldn't be able to move. Um, I, I, re- I revisited a couple of years ago, uh, and it wasn't as bad, but it was just like, uh, you know, then I ended up going to the, going to the steel mill. So, you know, that, that took, uh, you know, any, any desire anymore to, you know, just not, not want to take the chance anymore. You got with, the test with, at the steel mill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, not not worth it. I mean, it's uh too good of a job to Oh yeah, absolutely. to to screw up. But you know, you mentioned recording with uh the bearded idiots. I want to get together with I want to do what Otis said and get together with them and do just like a a regular non-political podcast just having fun, but I also want to I I want to do a podcast with just Kelly. Like, like yeah. I just want to, I just want me and Kelly just get fucked up and just start talking about stuff. And just see what <laughs> happens. I feel like it'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. Oh. I, 
I would sit in the background and just watch. I don't even want to inter- intervene. I just want to just watch. You just saying, it, you guys, uh, are you both Marvel fans, Mike? You and Kelly? Yeah, because somebody was saying that uh, I tweeted that I wanted to do a podcast about um, our fa- my favorite scenes in the MCU, and the bearded idiots uh, Twitter page tweeted me saying that uh, I could do that with Kelly, and then uh, Sean from Games We Don't Play uh, said he would do it too. So might have to get that popping. But I want to do the thing with Kelly separately, like just getting fucked up and just talk. I want to do that separately and then have a separate one about, about the MCU. Yeah, but I mean, even something like that, like you, even if it's just a one-off or if you guys decide to do it like a monthly thing or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, either way. I just know uh, now that we've dipped our toe into the remote podcasting game and then after listening to and seeing how much better this sounds – it just opens up so many avenues. Like it opens up our ability to record uh, if we want it more often or on different days at, you know, different times. Um, it opens up the ability to have uh, more guests on. It opens up the ability for us to be guests on more other people's shows. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see what all we can do with, uh, with being able to do this remotely and have it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're on like 200 and whatever three or four or whatever, and we've done all but one in the same place. And so we just, it was just the camaraderie of just being together, just recording, you know, and getting feedback off each other. We didn't, we, I, I just never thought that we would be able to work like that remotely, just technically wise or just, you know, uh, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, uh, just just running ideas off each other, but we did that one one pack that you know a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, and it w- it was kind of flawless, man. And so, you know, it's more it like we talked about on the other podcasts. It's, it's definitely it's always been convenient for me. It's always been in my house, and so Mike comes to my house and we record, goes home. You know, so he has to drive to and fro and so forth. And I I think he has more of the responsibility. You know, he has you know two little kids at home and. <laughs> You know, I don't have small three, three kids, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and and so uh, it's you know a lot of a lot of responsibility falls on him. And so being able to do this, you know, opens up you know for him a you know a, a lot a lot more time. And you know we we got to work smarter, not harder. You know, especially working nine to five. And you know, being, you know, it's not like we just sitting around all day and looking forward. So it, yeah. It, it definitely works out for the better. So we, we, we hopefully just, uh, you know, as Mike said, we can get guests on, we can get guests on other podcasts. And I think after five years, maybe we'll become famous. I don't know. Probably not, but you know, <laughs> it's just fun, man. You know, we, we never got into it with the, the thought of that we could be like some famous, you know, podcast. Have, have y'all been hearing me good? Because I, I just realized I didn't have my mic on. Uh, it's, it's been all right. It's, I mean, it has been perfect, but we can hear you. That's so stupid. I'm, I'm so buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, the volume was fine, but it sounded a little choppy, but I didn't know if that was my internet or not. Bruh, so it sounds okay now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just realized I didn't put my fucking mic on. No, I that's just, all right. I, 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 only because my cigar almost hit it, and I was like, oh, let me get my the cigar hit. So I'm like, oh, shit, that's my mic sitting there. Yeah, dude, uh, I, I, uh, I had Sam Lucia on my show. Um, oh, from the Cecilia Cigars? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I had him a while back, and about an hour into it, 
I realized I didn't fucking hit record. Oh wow! So, uh, but we still we still got like fifty minutes or something. But uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like son of a bitch, man. It, it, I was using Zoom, and I hit record, but I didn't hit record the computer. So <laughs> the first half was just fucking gone. But uh, you know, you live and learn. We did, we Ugh. did we did fifty episodes, uh, not recording on the actual mic that we bought. We were recording on a computer mic, and we didn't figure it out to fucking fifty episodes in that we wasn't even recording <laughs> on the actual mic. So yeah, it shit happens. <laughs> yeah, we just we just learn everything slow as shit. Like who does fifty episodes and not knowing a thing <laughs> using a mic? Hey, and two hundred two hundred and four episodes, which uh, I mean I'm be honest, when I listen to it in comparison to the remote one, they sounded shitty. I'm like, we did 204 shitty sounding episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the thing is, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, Mike said they sound shitty. I don't think they sounded shitty, but I think the. They sound shitty by comparison. It just, even then, I didn't, I didn't totally think that, but I just thought that it, it sounded better as a, a, us being remotely. I think together we had, you know, the ambiance of the, the sound of the garage and the echo and, and all that crazy stuff. But, and we're not even using the same mic. So it's not like, you know, we we coordinated that well, um, but I bought one of the clip-ons just to try it. He had a he actually Mike has the microphone that we used for our first quote, 50 episodes. Quote unquote used. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote used. We had it there. It was a it was a paperweight. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a, a weird learning experience, and, and and now in this day and age, with 2019, we there's so many podcasts out and when we first started it wasn't really that many podcasts so we've seen so many podcasts come in and some go uh, but mostly come you know we've seen uh, tons of them you know everybody has a podcast and so we 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 kind of still look for me i still look for like organic homegrown podcasts like i don't listen to a lot of famous podcasts i like i like the the guys like us that records in their crib and got regular nine to fives and you know uh kind of do what we do so like delvin and um uh baylor and uh you know games we don't play and stuff like that so yeah that's i mean i i gotta i gotta hand it to delvin i i love his show um i i love the shit that he talks about and the shit he gets people to talk about i mean it's i, I love it that's I, and he I does a podcast by himself which we, you talked about earlier as far as not being able to record on your own I can never record on my own. Like, I just don't, I don't have that gift. I would never be just to sit here and just start recording randomly. Like, that's just, it would not work out at all. Yeah. Like, it would out. So I, I, I give uh, Baylor props for that because that's definitely something I would never be able to do. Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, like you were talking about remote earlier, like recording remotely. Like, that's, that's my whole thing, man. Like, it, it's pretty rare now that if I get somebody in the studio with me, um, because like my, my schedule is, I, I work swing shift and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to schedule shit as it is, but then trying to convince somebody to fucking come over to my house. to That's part, that's part of the problem why we never really had, like the guests we've had has been our friends. Yeah. Which, yeah. which kind of just come over anyway. So it's not like an extra thing for them to come by to record. So they end up, you know, just popping up and it's like, Oh, just make, it's not like, Hey, come over and be a guest. It's just like, Oh, you over here smoking anyway. Just stick yep. around and just, you know, <laughs> comment on shit. Uh, we have had a few a few people come by, like uh, fuck, who do we have? We had uh, it's a local guy who who kind of does like 
I want to say producing and um, of like local rap artist name is Pat three one three, and uh, that wow. was probably our huh? Oh, you said and oh, and and Falmouth, and I think they were they were the only in person white guests we've had, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that that That's was true. that was, I think so, and who else? <laughs> Yeah, no. Who who else would it be? Yeah, not the first time I've seen people do dabs in 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 in, in person. <laughs> uh, not, not dabs, the dance. Not dabs. No, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 torch with ceramic and you know throwing the shatter or whatever on there. Yeah, whatever that shatter shit is. So yeah, not the first time I've seen that in person. So that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, did I do it? I think you did. I did. I, I I like listening to uh, Joey Diaz talk about that shit. Uh, comedian Joey Diaz, like he's like, no nah, dog. He's like that shit. That that makes me feel like I'm doing drugs. Like, <laughs> no, that shit looks like real. I just, I, don't know, I just I just start thinking of like Breaking Bad and shit. Like, I was some Walter White shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so like doing dabs is basically like you got this like ceramic stem on like you know what looks like a you know what should be a bong. But you got this like ceramic stem coming out of the top, and you heat it up with a torch, and then you take your 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 oil or your wax or your shatter like these are all new THC uh, substances uh, basically just concentrated THC and uh, you heat the ceramic up so it's super hot and then you uh, you put the shit on it and you know it just it from what I understand it gets you fucked up <laughs> yeah I didn't do it so I don't know I don't know how, how you were Mike but uh, it must have been good because I don't remember <laughs> yeah i don't remember much either i didn't do it though i think i was just drunk so it was all good no that's uh i i haven't ventured into any of that um but that's yeah, uh the the new the new modes of entry uh it's getting pretty innovative you know <laughs> yeah yeah so but uh so your uh your cigar club uh you started that five years ago as well Yep. And and you got eleven hundred members. Uh, is is everybody located around Detroit, or do you guys take members from other areas as well? We take members from other areas, but it is mostly uh, local folks. My wariness on taking members from other areas is that we can never really gauge whether or not these are people who actually want to be in a group, or if these are people who just googled—not googled, but like Facebook searched cigar groups—so they can pop in and promote whatever it is that they sell yeah so like or, I, or hope for or hope for people to send them bombs and shit yeah so like i we we try to gate like do a little bit of a judgment call on who we take in we have questions that you have to answer to get in but a lot of times people don't answer the questions but like i'll, I'll go on their profile and see like okay does this look like an actual person or someone who's like a retailer or something like that you know i i I'll reject people based off stuff I might see on their profile. Like, ah, oh, I don't like that person. <laughs> you know, like, this, dude, do. this dude's wearing a fucking Ohio State shirt. Fuck that dude. Exactly. Exactly. He's probably not going to get in. <laughs> no, not going to get nah, in. No, but we, but we have people from other states that we, you know, I mean, it, it's cool. You know, as long as we, we would know them as, or have some kind of affiliation with someone here or something. We're not that stringent to that, uh, you know, but we try to keep it local. Um, but a lot of, you know, you have a lot of people who really want to promote their agenda of something or so. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people that don't smoke and they just want to like, <laughs> it was some person, I, I don't, I don't remember even accepting him. I don't know. Cause it's, it's three, it's three of us who accept members, me, Mike, and another, our uh, other um, member, Tony. 
and someone was talking about a cigar and he was he said something like yeah i'll you know split that open and make a blunt or some shit and i was like delete not even, i didn't see it but it was just with tony so i was like yeah he wasn't for that you know we 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 try to, you know, keep a good culture of cigars. You know, we we want we want. I think we consider ourselves kind of, you know, the nerds of the cigar world. We want to, you know, we follow, you know, cigar brands heavy. You know, we want we some, we like to know the blends when they release. You know, cool shit like that. We're just not a group to take selfies and shit. You know, smoking a cigar and shit like that. So, you know, I think you know we kind of pride ourselves as being pretty knowledgeable when it comes to cigars and. You know, we want to, you know, a good, healthy group. We try to do meetups and things like that. So, you know, it's and especially here, we have, there's a lot of, lot of lesser than as groups here in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, groups that have started after ours, wanted to be our group, but not really have it. You know, like there's a group that literally just wanted to be the white version of our group. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, come on. It sounds dude. funny. But it sounds funny, but it's true. Like I, mean, I, mean, it's, I, 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 I know it is like, I'm definitely not doubting and I'm, and I could even see the headline just, you know, like white Detroit cigar club. Like, <laughs> well, they, well, they, they, they labeled themselves as the, uh, Africa, what, Michigan. What is the fuck is the group? <laughs> cigar smokers of Michigan. <laughs> cigar smokers of Michigan. And so what, and just for the, for the record, just, uh, uh the, pre- the pre- preface that we're not an all black group. Yeah. So it's not that's not our group at all, you know. Uh, but when you but, have a Detroit cigar group, you're gonna get mostly black folks. Uh, yeah. Out. But it's that that we was never like the Black Panther of cigar groups. That was never like <laughs> our, our our mission to be that. Uh, but that's just you know the makeup of Detroit is you know eighty ninety percent black. So just how how you it is. Invite. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a guy was in the group. He I think he may have posted once, and then like six months later, he was like, "Hey, I'm starting a group." You know, it's called this, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I think his reason, I'm, cause I, he's never deleted the post. So I remember that he was saying something like, you know, you guys don't address the issues of new cigar smokers or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Uh, I think he just wanted, uh, I, I really just think he wanted just a white version of the group. Um, but everybody that we've talked to from other groups to just people, and, you know, they always come back saying that, you know, our group is the better group. And it's not because our group it's because we've made a group, but it, it just is, you know, yeah. if we were, if we were the lesser than group, I would just say, yeah, we're lacking. We need to improve on some shit, but we're not. So uh, that's, I'm, I'm in a handful of groups and. <clears throat> and like, you're welcome to get in our group, by the way. So I'll definitely look it up when we're done. Yeah, um, and, I, and I, also I was going to say too, if any of your listeners want to get in, they can get in too. Like, I mean, I'd say like if when you get to the question answer part, just say like, "Hey, I listen to Herbcast, so that way we can know." But I mean, yeah, like any of your listeners can get in too. And all we do is just you know we post our you know we post what we're smoking. We might post some news stories about some new shit that's coming out, uh, and just have conversations and post pictures of our cigars. And 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 if people have questions, you know, we answer questions. We put people on new shit. Like it's it's a it's a good good fellowship, and we've met some uh, great people through it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm in, I'm in a handful of groups and um, I'm I'm kind of selective. Like, I, I don't have the time to keep up with a bunch of fucking groups and I don't like posting the same fucking thing and in and, and five <laughs> different groups, you know, trying to be creative and, and, and figuring out five different uh, captions to the same photo, you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, like, one of the, like the reason I asked about, like, the, the locality of it, uh, 
like I'm in a group, uh, MHC, the Minnesota Herf Connection. And like those guys, you know, there's people all over the country in there. But um, like they, I they swear get, they did a, I swear it was an article on that group before, or they, oh, someone did a podcast about them. Uh, I don't know if it was the Bovita. Uh, was it How About That Cigar? It was one of them, but I believe they were the, I think it was um, Bovita, the, you know, the Bovita yeah. packs. They do a podcast, and I think they did a podcast about them. Really? Yeah, I had to look it up, but I'm pretty certain it was that group. It was the Minnesota group. Yeah, if you if you find it, let me know. Um, yeah. Like, those dudes, like, I, I met some of them at uh, Ristafari a couple of years ago by me, because uh, JSK, Jessam Kral, like, he, he's local to my area, and he does his Ristafari, his yearly, his yearly fucking amazing event. Like, this dude throws an event like, like no other. Um, but like, where, is it, where is it held at? Uh, Northwest Indiana. Okay. So it's about if you guys if you guys are in Detroit proper, it's about four four and a half hours. Oh, okay. So that's not bad at all. But um, so like I I met a group of these guys there, and you know yeah Minnesota Herb Connection you know this net Facebook group. Well, a buddy of mine added me to the group. I was like, well, I'm not in Minnesota. Like, God, it doesn't matter, you know. But what what I'm getting at with that, like these these few groups that I'm in, like it's hard to find a shitty cigar group. Um, I, I have, I have seen a couple and you know, but, but like the, the few groups that, that I remain in, like, it's like, I mean, especially like MHC, like their whole thing is like true cigar culture and they, they definitely live up to it. Like, you know, I, I don't know how many members there are, but there's, there's a bunch. Uh, but it's, you know, especially the local guys, they get together every Friday, you know, but um, yeah, I just like, sent you a link. That was that. That was the podcast. Was it? That was a that was about their uh their episode their 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 cigar group. Um, Sweet. I don't know when what year this was released. It doesn't show the date, but yeah, I remember listening to them. Cause I remember listening to them. I was like, damn, we have about the same amount of members they do. Um, but it, they had the same organic approach of what we did. So it was kind of cool just to see another group that was you know uh kind of doing the same thing we're doing. When, when did they do their, uh, their meetups? Uh, that, that one meetup you went to, uh, it'll be March, uh, March, May, March. Okay. Uh, this year, if you give me a minute, I can find it, but, uh, it's, uh, I want to say March, the weekend of March 9th. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'll get back to about four that. Hour, that's like a four hour drive in March. I would definitely wouldn't mind go, go, trying to check it out. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll definitely send you some info. Um, but yeah, Riste, uh, he, he, he fucking does it up, dude. Uh, a, a whole lot of food, uh, booze, his giveaways are just top notch and everybody that comes, you know, like he's got people all over, all over the States coming and, uh, like everybody that comes, like, you know, it is that, it is that cigar culture, the uh, the cigar culture that everybody talks about and loves and you know just the the best people for it they all come out so that's what's up i might have to yeah. join that group we i think we would love to be able to do something where we would have you know other people from different states and shit like that come to uh, we're just not there yet we're we're even though we have a lot of members participation isn't really there you know so you know hopefully over the next however it, it really doesn't matter i don't really care to like push you know, participation for the sake of as long as we get, you know, people that, you know, I have long lasting friendships now 
with guys in the group that, you know, because of the group, I would have never met them. Um, and so that's pretty, you know, pretty cool with me. You know, I, the guys that – the core guys, when we have meetups, it will be those core guys, you know, we meet up with, and that's all good, you know, for me. But, you know, for Detroit, it's just cool to have a, a, a kind of an uprising of a cigar culture, yeah. which has never been here, you know, at all. So I think the, the craziest shit that came out of our group was we got invited to one of our members' son's wedding. Nice. Yeah. He was like, I, he was like, I don't really have that many people I kick it with, so I want y'all to come. And it was what? How many of us went? Uh, me, you, Tony. Was that it? Uh, I think it's just me and Tony. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of, and it was kind of surreal because, uh, his brother-in-law was a member of our group, and he suddenly had passed away, maybe six to eight months before that, and so that was that was probably the, that probably, that was the first like member of our group to pass away. And he was a generally good guy. And so, you know, to be able to, you know, see his daughter being given away, you know, and being able to attend the wedding was, you know, really kind of surreal. So, you know, it's, it's definitely brought up really good friendships and, oh, yeah. and com- camaraderie and just being able to be invited. I was telling my wife, and she was like, invited to whose wedding? Like, how do you know these people? <laughs> and when you just say it's, you know, Cigar Buddy, you know, she does, you know, I don't think people take it as, you know, an actual friendship, you know, but these are people who I, you know, call like actually friends and so forth. So Yeah, that's yeah, was, when, was, when I got married, because uh, me and my wife just got married uh, last June, not not this past June, but the, the, the June prior. And my buddies from uh, Cigar Geeks, uh, CigarGeeks.com, like, you know, I made some lifelong friends there and, uh, like, you know, pretty much everybody's out of town, but when we got married, um, a buddy of mine that's in the group, uh, like everybody got together and sent, I think, I think it ended up being like 36 bottles of wine for my wife and somewhere around like 150 cigars for me. Wow, like that's dope as from 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 about a dozen guys. That's you awesome. Know, nice. It's it it's unreal. Like me, like that that group, the my my cigar geeks group, not my group, but the guys I know from cigar geeks. Like we started getting together every year. Uh, every year somebody else hosts it. So I missed the first year, which was uh, in Columbus, Ohio. The second year was in Philly. Um, so we went out there. The third year I hosted it here. And then last year, it was in Austin, Texas. Uh, went down there. Now, this year, I'm going to Pittsburgh at the end of the month. But, you know, it, it really speaks volumes to the cigar community on, like, the people that you meet and the friendships that you gain. Like, it's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome, like, to, to, be, to have that on the side of an awesome hobby. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely, like I took, I've taken trips, you know, with some of our cigar guys. We uh, we went to it was me and two other, two other guys. We went down to Kentucky to uh, go to the distilleries. So we went to Buffalo Trace and we went to uh, um, Maker's Mark and a couple of other ones. But I don't, I don't think I, any other time I would have, you know, went with guy went on a weekend trip with guys I just known from the internet. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, you it, know, it's pretty cool. You know, driving, driving to Philly, the, the first year that I went, driving to Philly with my wife and my son that was a year old. 
Yeah, I took oh, you my, took your family. I, I took I took my one year old son. <laughs> wow. To, to to Cigar Palooza, but <laughs> so but, Daddy, where's the slide at? Like, yeah, ain't but, no goddamn slide. But it has not to cut the cigar. It, that, that was our first family vacation. You know? <laughs> really, that's awesome, man. So your wife is pretty supportive about your uh, your your cigar hobby. Yeah, dude. If it wasn't for I, I, I mean, shit, dude. Like the the shit you see behind me, uh, everything I'm doing now. Like, I mean, she's she's great about it. Uh, she she doesn't smoke or or anything. Uh, but like she she lets me have my hobby, and she doesn't she doesn't like restrict it at all. Um, I might get a guilt trip every once in a while, which is you know deserved. I I, I could say, you know, if I you know head out to the garage every night to have a cigar. You know, like, well, why don't you spend some time? It's like, oh shit, I didn't even realize I haven't fucking spent time with you guys all week. You know, Man. like, and and you know that that if nothing if if, if nothing f- makes you feel like it. an asshole, like that that'll make you feel like an asshole. I get it, and I would imagine that Mike gets it, gets it. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know you you it's a it's a juggle. You know, we we both work. For, you know, we both go to work every day, and then we come home, and you know, I don't have little ones, so it's like the time that we're at home, we could be doing stuff and stuff. So, you know, we both have our, you know, time that we can do stuff together. We have our time alone. You know, I like to have a cigar when I get home and watch a little TV. I'm usually in the garage doing that. And, you know, she's, you know, doing whatever she's doing, whether it's playing games on her phone or watching her Hallmark channel. (laughs) I I, I will say in my defense about taking the family to Cigar Palooza, um, that year all the wives went. So us, oh, okay. ta- uh, us taking our son was great for my wife. Cause like what I was getting at is like, yeah, traveling across the country to meet a bunch of guys for the first time, like in person, you know, yeah. like we, we, we do video chats and shit like that. Like my wife goes with, with my, with my son to meet these people I've never met in person before. Uh, and it worked out really great because my son was a real icebreaker for my wife. Like all, all the wives, you know, uh, most, most of the guys and, and, and wives are older than us. Okay. Um, all, all their kids are grown and shit. So having the little baby running around the house was, was perfect to, to include my wife and, and the other wives uh, to, to get along and start conversations. That's dope. And That's shit. Dope. So, so it kind of worked out probably better than you just leaving your wife and kid at home. Yeah. We yeah. Cause I mean, <laughs> that's so, like I said, the following year I had it here. So they were involved in that. But then when I went to Austin, it was just me this year. I'm going to Pittsburgh by myself. So it's, um, you know, but it, it, it was nice to, to have that first year with them and, you know, kind of break it in to, all right, this is going to be my yearly retreat, I guess, you know. That's pretty dope. Now, do you have your, you have a circle of friends that smoke uh, or you were kind of uh, a loner in that re- regard? Um, for the most part, kind of a loner. Uh, I've got friends that I got friends like right around me that dabble a little bit. Uh, and then I got a couple of friends that, that are regular cigar smokers and, uh, you know, we get together when we can. Um, like my, my buddy Dave, uh, like he was on, he was on a few episodes like early, early on in the show. Uh, but me and him try to get together on a regular basis. He's, he's only about 45 minutes to an hour away from me, but like local, local, like, uh, you know the regulars at the lounge. I I get together with more than more than anybody else. Um, so that's that's that I guess. So are you in uh, are you in Indiana or do you travel for the uh, the JSK event? 
no, I'm, I'm Northwest Indiana. I, I could basically, um, I, I'm the Indiana side of Chicago. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just barely Southwest of Gary. Oh, okay. So that's, that's right where I'm at. Sorry, okay, my, I saw, my wife is being a creep outside because I got the window open. <laughs> I saw the, I, you know, the 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 Bears glass and the the Cubs thing back there. So I assumed you were from Chicago. No, that's uh, like I said, Indiana side of Chicago. So you're not like a Pacers fan? Oh no, Patriots. <laughs> no, I said Pacers. Oh, oh. <laughs> so Patriots. No Pacers. man, that's Pacers. I mean, Indy Indy's uh, three hours away, so it's uh, I don't know. Chicago's always been there. My my. Both my parents grew up in Chicago, so. Oh, okay. okay. How far is Chicago from you? Uh, let's see. I could be in South Chicago in about fifteen minutes. Oh, oh so it's relatively close there. Yeah, I could be. I could be downtown, depending on traffic, anywhere between a half hour and an hour. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's not bad. That makes more. That makes more sense now that you say it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why aren't you a Colts fan? But I mean, if you hey, if you live, live that no, close man. to Chicago. No, no. That, 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 no. Bryce, he's like, he almost seems offended. What the fuck you mean? Yeah. The Colts. <laughs> wait, 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 so what's wrong with the Colts? <laughs> nope. If I was That's... from Indiana, I'd probably be a Colts fan. I mean, it's, just, it's, I mean, I definitely would, probably definitely would be, but I don't know, like, if I live in that close proximity to somewhere else, maybe not. But, um, I mean, yeah, the Colts, I mean, paid Manning. I mean, yeah. I think, it, I think it's just different. I think the proximity – makes the difference in everything like we're spoiled to be in a city where we have our teams in our city yeah even if even if it wasn't like like locally like the pistons were 45 minutes from detroit for the longest and now they're actually you know in detroit Um, yeah the the lions were about equally away for the longest and now they're in detroit the tigers has always been in detroit um and the red wings i believe has always been in detroit so Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a lot different for us. Just you know, proximity has always been a lot closer. So I guess I could see that. You know, see, a, when I when I was a kid, it was mainly baseball and hockey. So Indiana doesn't have you know Indianapolis or Indiana period doesn't have hockey or baseball. So I mean, grew up a Cubs fan. Uh, you know, shit. I I highly doubt that'll ever change. Uh, Blackhawks fan. So I mean. You know, bears and bulls just kind of come naturally after that. Uh, I, I never really got into the basketball too much. Uh, I don't know, like the, the the past few years, I kind of realized like there you you have this side of people that can watch baseball on TV, but not basketball, and you got this side of people that can watch basketball on TV but not baseball. Like you know, they they find one or the other extremely fucking boring to watch. <laughs> And the yep. other one, and the other one, I just love. Now, I'll tell you what, like I, I love going to Bulls games. Like going to the games is fucking phenomenal. I just can't watch it on TV, you know. And football is kind of the other way. Football, I, I love watching it on TV, but going to the games is kind of a fucking drag, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like you got, you got thirty, forty seconds in between every single play, uh, with, with nothing, with nothing to distract your mind. Away from away from the huddle, you know. Yeah. So, um, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 38. Okay, perfect. So, uh, the reason I asked was because I'm not, if in the hierarchy of the sports that I watch, 
um, hockey's probably last, even though I really enjoy watching hockey games. It's just, uh, it, it's just if I if if all four were on at the same time, that'd be my last choice. But um, I will say one of the, hmm, I was gonna say one of the greatest, but it might be the greatest playoff series locally that I've watched was a, a playoff series against the Blackhawks in. I want to say 97-ish, somewhere in there, the late 90s, a series against the Blackhawks where um, every game was either scoreless or tied at, like, one. And they all, like, I feel like two or three of the games went to overtime. And it was a crazy, crazy series. It was so cool. Was it, was it against Pittsburgh? Like, no, it was the Blackhawks. No, no, no. Was it Blackhawks against Pittsburgh? No, it was the Blackhawks against the Red Wings. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's why I brought up. It was a it was a Red Wings Blackhawks series. Uh, yeah, back in the back in the late nineties, um, man, I used to love watching um Red Wings Blackhawks games back then. So, I mean, it's I mean, it still fucked the Blackhawks, but I mean, like you know, it was a good series. Hey, I I get I get it, man. That's uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much anymore. But fuck the fuck the Red Wings, dude. Like we're we're not we're not in the same conference anymore, so it doesn't mean as much. I mean. I mean, for for us, it's always – I mean, at least – and I, I probably speak for Mike, too. For me, it's always been fuck anything that wasn't in Michigan. So, I didn't go to – you know, I didn't go to – for college-wise, I didn't go to State. I didn't go to U of M. I didn't go to any major college, actually. So, I don't really have a strong leaning towards, you know, the Wolverines or the Spartans, you know. I just had friends that went to both schools. And I will say I had better parties at U of M than I went to at State. But – other than that, I don't really have any strong alliance other than any any sports team playing anybody outside of Michigan, you know. So. No, man, that's for, – for baseball, fuck St. Louis, fuck Milwaukee. Uh, I don't give a shit about the Sox because, again, they don't matter. We're not even in the same league. So that whole Chicago Sox versus Chicago Cubs rivalry is just fucking stupid. Yo, man. how is that? I, you know, it's fun. I've never understood that rivalry with Chicago folks with the teams. It's like, it's either, like, how do you pick which side you're going to go with? It's it's north side, south side. Okay. So, and and me being in Indiana, I'm on, I'm the far, far, far south side. Yeah, I've, yeah. But okay. always, been, always been a Cubs fan, uh, even okay. though Cubs are north side. But no, it's like you got asshole fans on both sides. Like I'll I'll say that up front. Like you got some dickhead Cubs fans and you got some asshole Sox fans. Um, but to me, like it, that that's all pointless because the only time we're ever gonna meet when it means anything is if we meet in the World Series. You know that's that that that's gonna be the only time that it truly matters. But uh, yeah, hockey. It's definitely fuck Detroit, fuck St. Louis. Uh, Pretty much fuck St. Louis all the way around with me. <laughs> I've I've always I've always hated that city, like it, it, except for one night. Like I had I had a I had one good night in St. Louis, and that was for a concert that we traveled to. Um, but everything else, like I don't know. Like my parents moved to Missouri, uh, Joplin, Missouri, when I was eighteen, and when they were going looking for houses, like we stopped in St. Louis, and you see this big fucking arch. And I looked at it, I was like, that's, that's got to be the most pointless fucking landmark ever. <laughs> like, it, it's just an arch. And you get in this elevator and you go up. And it's like, this you is... can go inside it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, so, you, you can go so, inside of it. So, like, the, the view is cool. But other than that, like, 
I, I don't know. For some reason, I've just always hated the arch. I've always hated St. Louis, period. Um, yeah. You, you bring sports into it. Yeah. Double fuck them. I, I went to St. Louis uh, <laughs> a few years ago. Um, so me and my wife had just like a fatuation with watching cooking shows. And I think it was Diner's Drive, Dine-Ins. And they had this show about an episode about this uh, place called the Twisted Ranch. And they have like 15 different flavors of ranch or something. And so, you know, me, me and my wife being like uh, fans of ranch, we was like, let's just try to go there one time. So we ended up finding cheap ass flights, a cheap Air, Airbnb. And we went there for a weekend just to, just for that restaurant. Um, <laughs> but since we were there, we went to the arch and I was just like, why is this here? Like we, we didn't get a chance to go in, but we went down there. We were just like, it's just like, I don't know the purpose of it. And it was like tons of people down there. And we just like, what? What do y'all do once you come? Once you come down here, and you see it. It's like, all right, it's a, it's an arch. Okay, yeah. what, what else are we gonna do now for the rest exactly. of the day? Exactly, exactly. Now Otis went to St. Louis for ranch. He went to Ireland just to have a Guinness. Like he <laughs> travel first class to change the forecast type dude. So yeah, well we're well we're we're going to we're going to uh, Italy in October, and I'm not sure why. What we're gonna he's do gonna, there, but we're going just to going. Just have spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have spaghetti. I try to have whatever the native food is. Like we went to Ireland, uh, bangers and mash and fish and chips. I had I, tons of that shit. So if you had tons of it, I'm assuming it was good. Oh yeah, very good, very good. The bangers and mash was pretty good, man. The sausage, the gravy, the gravy they use for their their sausage and mashed potatoes, fucking awesome. No. Fish and chips was great. I had tons of Guinness. I don't think I had to have Guinness ever again. Like I'm a craft beer drinker, but Guinness is just way too heavy for me. But I had my fair share of uh, of that in Ireland, and it was pretty cool though. Uh, it was the 1995 Western Conference Finals. Sorry. All right. No, <laughs> no I had to find it. <laughs> yeah, I did because I was curious. I love that series. No, the re- the reason I I asked if it was Pittsburgh because about the same time the Hawks were in the playoffs with Pittsburgh, and um. Like the my, I, I think my youngest televised hockey memory is, um, you know, this this series in Pittsburgh, and like the Blackhawks got fucked because like they it was uh, they shot it, and the goalie caught the puck, but it was behind the red line, and oh. it was it was an overtime that would have won the game. They called it no goal, and like you watch the replay, and it, like there's there's clearly space in between the puck and the red line oh, and uh okay. you know they they ended up losing the series because of that but uh yeah that that's that's why i put that together but so uh brian let's get into like these good questions like so what is your uh what is your top five cigars it depends on the day man <laughs> it, it it really depends in no, in on no the particular day. order you just give us your favorite cigars then um <laughs> let's see <clears throat> Off the top of my head, uh, my the favorite cigar that I've ever smoked um, was, you know, I guess uh, stereotypically a Cuban, uh, but it was a 2001 Cohiba Esplendidos um, that was gifted to me. It was bombed to me for a Secret Santa, and that was the New Year's Eve smoke, and uh, that was by far the best cigar that I've ever had, and I'm sure that you know, like the environment helped that along. Um, but I'd, I'd say my, my regulars, uh, 
the uh, Crown Heads Court Reserve is up there. Um, okay. I almost smoked that tonight. Yeah. I, I just got a few more from uh, Stogie Bird. Uh, I, I sent Sam some money, and he sent me some cigars. And I told him to surprise me and told him I needed more Crown Heads and more Roma. And um, so, so it, was, it was heavy on that. And there were some uh, court reserves in there. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, hey, I was, I still got my box over in the corner over I got, there too. I, I was just about to point. I got, it. I got it sitting here so I could put it on the wall, but, uh, oh, okay. Um, I'd say the, uh, Cro-Magnon mode five well, is up babies. there. Um, the Jassum Crawl Zlatno Sans is okay. up there and uh they're they're not in regular production anymore uh which which sucks he's supposed to be bringing them back uh as far as i know it always sucks when stuff go out of production i oh, hate yeah. limited edition shit god yeah. i hate it um so that's uh that's three right uh-huh. um look at my wall <laughs> <laughs> uh the uh Labijou 1922. That was a good one. Uh, I, I got a box of that when my son was born uh, so that I could smoke one of those every year on his birthday. And in theory, uh, if my son decides to smoke a cigar on his 18th birthday, his, uh, his first legal cigar will be a 18-year-old uh, My Father Labijou Petit Robusto. Um... That's a good list so far, though. Man. I see you got a Quesada box up there. The Quesada box a... The Quesada box is signed. Oh, word. Um, okay. I, I bought that box for the signature, and it just so happened because it's from uh, 2012. Okay. I, I got it last year uh, from a buddy of mine on Cigar Geeks, and I, I bought the box for the signature. I, I like Quesada cigars anyway. Um but I bought the box so I could put it on the wall, and it just so happened that the cigars were really good. So, you know, bonus. Are, are you a fan of their uh, Oktoberfest cigars? Uh, I've actually got a, I want to say 2016 Oktoberfest waiting for me. Mm -hmm. um, I had, I think it was the, I think the 17 was the, the blue band that came in, like, the, the little, like, house-looking box. Uh, that was good. Um... Can't remember if I had one last year or not, but anyway. Um, so you got so your 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 cigar favorites kind of range branch out. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess. How did you uh, come about a uh, Roma Craft? Uh, just here and there. Okay. I'd say uh, I'll, I'll throw the La Imperiosa in as number five. Okay, that's fair. So I mean, all those not in that order, but. I mean, you can't you can't really go wrong with uh, La Imperiosa. True, very true. How many cigars do you have? Do you have a, like a nice humidor somewhere with a fuck ton of stuff in it, or? So I got a uh, I got a winador. Uh, oh, okay. I'm I think debating on getting one of those. I just haven't put, tried to pull the trigger. It, it, it's nice, dude. Temperature regulation, and um, you know, I mean, shit. I so I got I got the winador, and it's I think it's a thirty. Two thirty-six bottle, so it's I don't know it's about um 
three and a half, four foot tall. <clears throat> and uh, I have three of the uh, giant Povita packs in there, uh, 365% Povita packs in there. And that keeps it right where I want it. And temperature is always at 66 degrees. So that's, you know, 66, 65 is, is like right where I want my cigars. I'm, uh-huh. I, 70s fine, but I, I prefer everything aging at that temperature. So I've got that. I got a few desktops that I don't really use anymore. And then I've got a, uh, a big ass like Ziploc Tupper door with the, uh, with the foam seal on it with the clamps to keep it yeah. shut. Yeah. So that's, that, that, that's what I have. Yeah. That's pretty much uh, like box storage. Um, and then everything else goes in the, the wine door. And then if I get anything that might be from a questionable source or from somebody I don't know, uh, that's when I use the desktops as kind of a uh, quarantine to, <laughs> right. to, to make sure that there's no bugs or anything in there before I put them in with general population. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> I like that before I put them in with gin pop. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, it's it's got to be that way, man. Like, I, I, I had a beetle scare once, and it was in uh, a, a smaller Tupperdor that I had. And it it sucked, man. Like, I I found, uh, like, this, this this little beetle inside. It was in the – at the time, I, I, I didn't have bovitas in there. I had, the, like, the, the gel. And I see this little bug in the gel. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I look at it, get the magnifying glass out and everything. Like, I'm looking at it. I search, like, tobacco beetle. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, you know, looked around. I, I seen a couple couple cigars with holes in them. Uh, after that, everything went in the freezer. And uh, now um, any shipments from overseas or from random people, anything like that, uh, they go through the freezing process before I, before I do anything with them. Oh, that's smart. So, hmm. what about you guys? Otis, you asked, so you can go first while I think about it. Oh, as far as the, the, the five or just the favorites? Yeah, just, uh, hey, I say just favorites, so it doesn't have to be five, but. Yeah. Uh, I, so, my, my first, my first Cuban was a 2012 PSD4. And that's where my love of PSD4s came from. I totally love them. I ended up having, I think, a 2002 or 2003 this past summer at a Herf, and it was pretty dope. But that's been my favorite uh, favorite Cuban by far. Uh, Rumblecraft holds some of my favorites. Uh, ne- Neanderthal is definitely one of my favorite uh, Rumblecrafts. Uh, the Whiskey Rebellion is probably my other favorite. I mean, although I, I, I just, I like the whole line in general, but Neanderthal and the Whiskey Rebellion is definitely my two favorites out of that series. Um, the Hoya and Tanyo 1970 is one of my favorites. Um, shit. Um, the crown crown heads, uh, Buckeyes, shamefully one of my favorites as well. <laughs> um, the Jericho Hill crown heads is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one that wasn't any of their brands, I would probably say, 
man, it's just so many I like, dude. That's like I don't um fuck. It also depends on, you know, like at that moment what you're in the mood for. Yeah, it's it's definitely mood driven, you know, some lighter. I like I like I like the intemperance aromas when I'm like having coffee in the morning cuz they're lighter. You know, Neanderthals are definitely one of my later in the evening drinking with drinking whiskey or something sticks. Uh uh, I think Liga Liga number nine is probably still be one of my favorites. I don't I don't smoke it as much anymore just because it's just hard to to rationalize fifteen dollar sticks. Like there's a lot of sticks that I found that are you know reasonably priced that I don't really have to spend fifteen sixteen seventy bucks you know. But if I am spending that, uh, the Sin Compromiso uh, Steve Saka stick is pretty good. I just part. I had one of those. Uh, about two weeks ago and that that is a, a fantastic stick yeah that is definitely one of my favorite sticks that i've i've had that is new um dunbar make pretty much he uh things i can make some really good sticks that's probably the best stick out of his whole lineup uh probably <laughs> steve Saka makes some really good sticks is a pretty big understatement yeah he, he makes uh <laughs> i didn't like the oh that oh my, was it oh my god Mm-hmm. I didn't really like that though. That was one of the ones I didn't really care for. I like the uh, I like the smaller ones. They're, they're it's a good uh, it's a good short smoke. Yeah, um, like I, I like those for like if you're gauging um, kind of like a I'm doing yard work and having a cigar kind of deal. If you're yeah. gauging in that in that category, the umbagog is like on the high end of just yeah, you know I'm bullshitting a yard gar. Yeah, so it's like a a high end yard gar. Yeah. And I think that's what it was made for, but I don't know. It just didn't – I didn't care for it as much. Uh, but, I mean, he makes so many other good sticks. I don't even have to even ever talk about that stick because there's so many other ones, you know. But then you start going with other, you know, cheaper sticks like uh, – what was it? A.J. Fernandez, um, New World. That's one of my favorite cheap sticks. That's like a f- $5, $6 stick. That's pretty fucking good. Um yeah, man, it's it's just mood driven, like you say. You know, sometimes you want something stronger, sometimes you want something less. And I got the fucking shittiest lighter ever right now. <laughs> right. That what happened when you put cheap fluid in your lighter? Yep. God damn, what the fuck I do with my fluid? Oh, here it is. Here See, go. this is the this is the disadvantage <laughs> of us not recording together. Now you can't use yeah. my lighter. <laughs> no, I say I got mine. So I I bought this one, the Zycar High Performance. Uh, don't shake it up. <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that. That was, that was stupid. Uh, but the Zycar High Performance is probably one of my favorite ones. Which one do you have? Uh, this is a uh, Calibri, but it it I, I like the Zycar better. But this was at the shop and I needed it. Uh, yeah, I always keep mine upside down and try to move it as little as possible when I when I go to fill my lighters because if you if you shake it up like you you're you're gonna get a bad fill. Mm-hmm. You sound like an organized man, Brian. Oh, I am not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, like the, the the camera makes everything look good right here, but like if you've seen everything else, it's like, man, this this is in fucking shambles. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back in business now. We good now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's my uh, beautiful sound wall there. Oh, that's pretty dope though. Oh man, you got a nice little setup. I just got a random room. He out in the bunker outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm just outside in the wide open. <laughs> but the mic works good, so. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, the, the 
the egg cartons. You want to talk about a uh, a very expensive in labor but cheap in cost project? Like that's <laughs> every every one of those egg cartons is zip tied onto a fucking canvas. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and I got I got two of them. Where, where do you where do you uh, about to light up now? Um, I got this uh, Espinosa Murcielago. I've yeah, seen that before. I've seen it before. Yeah, it's a good smoke. I, I think it'll follow up the uh, the Cro Magnon nice. Which it's 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 hard to find good cigars that that are going to follow up most Romas in general, let alone a Cro Magnon. Have you had any of the uh, uh, the H Town Neanderthal? I I did have an H Town Lancero. How'd you like it? It was good. So I have the weird opinion that I feel like that's not. I don't think Neanderthal is great in that format. Like I really love the Neanderthal. I bought a box of the Lanceros, but it it, it doesn't smoke as well as like the HN size is to me the best size of the Neanderthal. Uh, see, I think I think the H Town is the only Neanderthal that I've had. Really? Yeah. Well, this sounds like a good segue for me to list my cigars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, the the Neanderthal HN is the is the cigar that put me on Roma Craft, and it still is my uh, my favorite. Um, I'd say readily available cigar that I that I can get. Um, not as you know reg- readily available as most things, but um, yeah, it's it's probably my number one. Uh, semi readily available cigar um the Sincumper miso and um the sobre mesa are, are my two favorites from um from dunbarton um excuse me um i didn't like the new sobre mesa as much the brulee but um but yeah the in general the sobre mesa is one of my favorites uh let's see otis mentioned something else that triggered a memory of something that I like too. Um, I really like, well, I like the La Imperiosa. I don't, I would, I don't know if I put that in my top five, but I, I do really like that one. Um, I do really like this, uh, the Buckeye land. Um, I, my next cigar that I'm going to smoke is not a regular production, but is one I really enjoy which is, um, the red meat lovers, uh, combination that Saka did with, uh, smoke in, uh, that's uh, that's a whew, that's a great fucking cigar, man. Whew, that's good. Um, what else? What else? What else? Talking about um, lesser expensive cigars. Um, the Cloud Hopper is probably my favorite. Man, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Man, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is definitely one of my favorites. I don't know how it didn't mention any uh, warp cigars, but it's not my turn, so I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah, I, I thought of it when when you mentioned. Uh, uh, like bargain cigars. Which one is that? Absurd. That's the uh, the absurd. Uh, I, I can't remember his name right now, but the dude from uh, dude from Warped. Mm-hmm. It's his uh, his drop club, and you gotta uh, you gotta be on his fucking list, and uh, <laughs> at, you, you'll get you'll get a random email. There's no specified time or anything. It's uh, this was a second one, but um, really, yeah. He did. Uh, he did. I think it was a uh, Dragon's Wish was his first one, which uh, I did get my hands on a couple of those. I traded a couple of the absurds for the Dragon's Wish, and the Dragon's Wish was fucking phenomenal. 
Um, <laughs> is there any cigars in the Warp series that you would compare the Dragon's Wish to? Not off the top of my head, no. What's so great about it? Uh, it it just had a different it had a different spice to it that that I wasn't used to. Like it 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 was almost like a like a capsaicea spice instead of like a like a normal black pepper spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a like a hot pepper type spice and ah oh, shit, but not sticks nine shit. Yeah, but not not like overpowering. But it was just a different flavor that you don't normally find that just kind of like hit something in the brain and it was just like, yes, this is, this is it right here. Uh, which that, that'll remind me like one of my, another one of my favorites is, uh, the Scotch bonnet from Viaje. I would just, (laughs) as soon as you said spice and shit, it just reminded me of Viaje. God damn, Viaje makes some good fucking sticks. (laughs) Dude, the, the, the whole pepper series is good, but that the Scotch bonnet, the Scotch bonnet is perfect. I was going to ask you about that because, like, uh, the the Scotch bonnet was probably my least favorite one. Smoking yeah. it. Yeah, well, I haven't smoked it since. I bought um, – I think I bought 10 of them. Uh, I, I was going to buy a box, but I was – at the time it came out, it came out at the same time as maybe, like, two or three other things I wanted to get. So I just got, like, five or ten of each thing. And I didn't like it right away because I'm like – and I, I can't say I didn't like it right away because that makes it sound like my opinions changed. I haven't had it since, but they're sitting there chilling. And I'm interested in um, revisiting it because the pepper series is amazing. And my favorite one is the Carolina Reaper. So that was what I was going to mention too. Uh, when That's, you mentioned that one, you don't have any, do you? <laughs> I, I have one. Damn. <laughs> like I, I need to find more because what I want to do, I grow Carolina Reapers and I make Carolina Reaper pickles. But I, so I grow Carolina Reapers and I feel that it's only, it's only right that if I, if I'm growing my own Carolina Reapers, I have to experience eating just a Carolina Reaper because I'm a dumb white guy. So, <laughs> but I mean, I would've done it. if, if I'm going to do that, like I, I want to make a video of it, but I want to smoke a Viaje Carolina Reaper after either before or after or during whatever uh eating the carolina reaper before is probably going to be the best bet because i'll probably be out of commission afterwards right (laughs) i'll i'll dig around and see if i have a second one like i i said one because when i was looking for stuff to smoke um i have so i have um coolers like uh you know what's the coleman like coleman coolers yeah cooler Um, yeah i have cooler doors and that makes it notoriously difficult for me to find things because there's so much in there. And when I was uh, looking for, I don't, things, I don't have that problem with so much in there. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I I'm blessed and highly favored, but um, <laughs> I, uh, there you go. Using church. Uh, terms, <laughs> right. How ironic. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, I was digging around in there and I, uh, I have one of them. I have an actual desktop humidor inside the cooler and I lifted up the tray and I saw those, the, I have, I think I have maybe one, I have a, maybe like two ghost peppers. And then I saw the one Carolina Reaper and then the other Scotch bonnets. And I was like, man, I, when I only have one left, I can't smoke it. Cause then I won't oh, have I know. anymore. <laughs> so, I know it. I know it. Especially with those. Cause you can't get them anymore. Right. So like when, when it, when it came out, I think I, 
I went into a cigar lounge and just kind of stumbled upon it. And I was like, oh, wait, I want to try that because I really like the ghost pepper. And I bought the one and several other things. And then I was like, oh, man, this was so great. And then I stumbled up across a post in one of the cigar groups that I'm in where somebody was selling like a five pack. So I bought that fiver. So now I think I'm down to one. If I have two, I'll send you one, but I'll have to check. But yeah, yeah no, that's was, that. Those are my favorite out of the line. That was that was definitely a good one. The Scotch bonnet, I I didn't like it. I bought a fiver, and I didn't like the first two I had. So I said, let me just let this other one sit for a while. And I I went back maybe about four or five months later, and they were fucking awesome. So I feel like when Mike does decide to revisit them, I think he should like it. But the ghost pepper was definitely the favorite out of those series. Let's see, I got I'll I got I got one tomorrow. ghost pepper. I got one ghost pepper left, and I think I've got. Oh, Carolina Reaper was a favorite. Excuse me, Carolina Reaper. It was Carolina Reaper, Ghost Pepper, then probably Scotch Bonnet uh, last. But I really had to let those Scotch Bonnets sit. The first, I was really disappointed initially. Like, damn, this is it's not hitting like the Carolina Reaper or the Ghost Pepper. But Viaje makes the the the, the super shots are some of my favorite ones. Ooh, as well. I got I got a, a half a box left of the uh, zombie super shot super shots. How'd you like to, have you had the regular super shots versus the zombie ones? I, I have not had the regular. I've just had the zombies. The zombies are pretty good. I, I, the thing is they sold out so fast. Can't even fucking find, I ended up buying like two of them and I smoked them really fast. And now I'm like searching for more zombies and super shots and all that shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, we may have to work out a trade, man. I think I may have some stuff you may want and we can, uh, we can all figure that out. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'm, I'm definitely always game for something like that. So you, cause but, you said you've never, you said you didn't have the the witchcraft 19, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I definitely got one of those. I could, I could send you. So. Well, uh, how many do you have? I got far less than you. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, that's. The, I wasn't gonna try to brag, but I'm like. <laughs> Why I, I I should probably donate a witchcraft nineteen because yeah. I have I have them to spare and you might have like I don't know how many you have but I probably have like six left and so yeah uh, I definitely have uh, uh, that's not too bad you can send them one <laughs> <laughs> I have like I have let I me mean, like I have five or six uh, I legit have like seventeen <laughs> I have the I have like five or six of the nineteen and I have one eighteen left see I don't have any retailers around me that get in that get in heavy with roma like that well like, that those are not those are not locally bought from us those are just online yeah, shit. yeah. now it, and i'm not sure how how active you are with like facebook cigar groups but once upon a time there were tons of them but then this band came on facebook where yeah. it started shutting down a lot of them so a lot of the times it was either finding them through groups um and not necessarily buying them through groups but finding out they were on sale on certain sites through the groups yeah. But now a lot of those sites are gone. So a lot of, you know, the opportunities we probably had to get stuff is kind of less, you know, unless it's just an online sale, you know. Uh, but yeah. And with Roma, the thing with Roma is that, and you, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear because you, you won that Roma, Roma craft pack, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I want you to tell that story if you can in a second. But um, Roma craft is one of those groups where, are one of those cigar uh, cigar companies that they started a Roma Craft, not them as in the, um, the the company, but like a fan page, and it really fucked up everything because everybody was buying shit because they knew it was coming out, you know. So yeah, 
it, it, it was like the best. I mean, from from you know, for for maybe Skip and Mike, it was probably awesome because it probably increased sales like crazy. But for like the normal consumers like us, it was hard to find shit. You know, everybody was was becoming you know knowledgeable of of the of the cigars, which they're fucking great cigars. There's nothing to take away from the cigars. You know, they're awesome fucking cigars. And uh, but the groups were just making it so fucking hard to be able to find shit. You know, stuff come on sale online and it's like gone just like that. You yeah, it's, it sucks when you're in the know for so long and then all of a sudden everybody's in the know. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want to – I don't even want to, you know, post this cigar in, in hopes of – like I have a, one of my other favorites is the, uh, the HR Blue. That's one I think one of our club's favorites. Uh, are you familiar with the HR series? Uh, the Hirochi Romania? Yeah. Yeah. HR Blue is probably one of the hidden hidden gems in that series. Regular price sticks, and we just had a running joke. Where we would post them like, "Ah, uh, this is an okay stick. Don't worry about getting this out there. It's just okay." Like, yeah. yeah. And it's probably one of the best best sticks for the price because you got the brown, which is like a twenty twenty three dollar stick, and you know that's not really in my wheelhouse of buying sticks. You yeah. Know? That blue is fucking awesome, but it's always sold out except for like six sixty size. I'm not a big sixty ring gauge or higher fan, so I'm. That's I was, I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys about the you know like favorite vitolas, favorite sizes and whatnot. Robusto for me is probably my favorite, <clears throat> or anything less than sixty, fifty six, fifty eight now. Um, but when you get to sixty and higher, it's just I, if, and you just lose flavor. It's not the it's not the most flavorful cigars. Yeah, when you get to ring gauge, uh, so not definitely anything. Like I say, fifty six, fifty down. Robusto, Toro, typically are around my favorites. I'd say probably about the same for me. Um, I do like to get like a. I do kind of uh, like Lanceros. Um, sometimes you, you can get a whole lot of flavor in a in a thin Lancero, but. Um, yeah, Robusto is probably my favorite. Like the the um, Cro-Magnon EMH lines that they you know they do for the uh, the saber tooth and the Black Irish and the Don Bosco. That's like 56, that, 50, 56? 56 I think ish ring gauge. That's about about where I would max out at. Um, oh, and the, and speaking of which, talking about my favorite cigars, uh, the Neanderthal HN is my favorite readily available cigar. But the Black Irish is my favorite cigar. Period. Period. All right. I, I if only it's it's unfortunate that my favorite cigar period is virtually impossible to find. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. That's my favorite one. If have I can, you had, have you had any of the Black Irish, Brian? No. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good Whoa. thing. I told, <laughs> I, I told I told Mike that I'm I'm not smoking anymore. Um, I had my my Black Irish my perfect Black Irish experience. Is that I had a black Irish in Ireland as a black person? As a black person. That's so, about as that's about as black Irish as you can get. Yeah. So that is my moment of 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 the black Irish, and I don't have to have any more again. So what if what if you go back to Ireland? I'll have an, I'll find another one somehow. <laughs> but I don't see myself going back to Ireland because uh, you know we me and my wife, wife got this thing where we're probably not going to repeat a place because there's so many places to go. So we're probably not going to go back to Ireland. Ireland was great, though. It was experience. It was one of those places where people, even people there was asking us, like, why do we come there? 
and not in a like, why are you black people here? But it was more of a, like, <laughs> like why did you decide to come to Ireland? It's not like a tourist place, you know? And it was, and I, and I would admit, it really wasn't my idea to do Ireland. My wife wanted to go. But for me, just going to a new place was pretty dope. So, you know, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. We got a chance to drive around, you know, drive on the other side of the street, you know, drive in a right-hand steering wheel and all that shit. So it was, it was pretty dope, though. That's, I've, I've definitely always wanted to go. I'll get there someday. Um, but yeah, and, and why? why the, the why is, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you, you think historically, like there's not a lot of mainstream history there. Uh, you, you have history, you know, it, it's a very old country with, you know, you got, you got the castles and you got everything else. That was, um, that was one of the reasons my wife wanted to go for the castles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which I, I would love to see that, but, uh, strangely enough, like to see that much green, like, I, I don't know if it intrigues me or if it's just like, just seeing pictures of it and just thinking like, I've got to see that in person. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, you have the, the, the Irish stereotypes where you just go and get hammered and have a great time and you know, all that. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, to be, to walk into like 4,000 year old castles or to go to like 10,000 year old cemeteries and shit, you know, was, you know, pretty surreal. Um, you know, to go to like the Cliffs of Mora, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. That's just like an unreal experience to see that. Uh, we didn't do the uh, Northern Ireland just because it's like crazy up there right now, uh, just with their people. So they're having a lot of discourse in Northern Ireland. Now, see, I'm and and I'm I'm gonna I'm sure I sound real ignorant when I say that you know there's not a lot of mainstream history, but um, you know, like that's I I started listening to uh. I, I doubt you guys on the, nobody's going to fucking know this guy, but, uh, he's a uh, blind boy. Uh, You're he's absolutely a, right. Yeah. He, he's, he's, a, <laughs> so when, when I first found these guys, uh, they had, they had a video on YouTube called horse outside, but it's these two Irish guys and they wear plastic bags over their faces, um, <laughs> with, with, with their eyes and mouth cut out. But, uh, it, like the, the, the song, it's actually a, a political song making fun of the, you know, whatever. But anyway, this dude's got a podcast and I just found it and I started listening to it and like learning, you know, like seeing kind of a little bit of the political side of Ireland uh, now and a little bit of history. And it's just like, wow, that's pretty fascinating. Um, but yeah. Again, do they record currently? Uh, Blind Boy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I might have to check them out just on your suggestion. It just sounds funny. My, um, my ignorant ass. The first time when Otis got back from Ireland, my dumb ass was like, "Did everybody sound like Conor McGregor?" They <laughs> 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 asked me like, "Why'd you come to Ireland?" I just want to see if y'all all sound like Conor McGregor. Just, well, I was the curious. Accents, the accents were very, very strong. But like, I think of two things when I think of Ireland. I think of Sons of Anarchy. And, <laughs> yeah. And I think of Game of Thrones. Yep. When neither was in the lower part of of Ireland. Like, I think wherever the place was, and I can't think of the name of the place that 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 his baby got. Uh, Belfast. Belfast. That was up, Belfast was up north, and then where Game of Thrones were some Game of Thrones and Field was up north too. So, they like I say they have a lot of like civil discourse in Northern Ireland. So we decided not to go there just yeah. because we're foreigners and they're gonna know we're foreigners, and we decided. I, I don't. I don't see how they would know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like, are you sure? But it was funny, though. Um, Meanwhile, you just spoiled Sons of Anarchy for people who might not have watched it. <laughs> no, that's not a spoil, though. Yeah. You said his son got kidnapped. <laughs> like, oh, that part. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge spoiler. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ever watched Sons of, Son of Anarchy at this point, shit. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it's been over for how many years? Yeah, many. <laughs> uh, so, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty cool trip, though. Definitely. If you ever get a chance, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it was, for us, it wasn't even that much. I think it was end up like, it was like 1,200 1200 a person. No, I'm sorry, about 1200 total, like 600 a person. And that was our flight, our hotel, and our rent a car. That's not bad at all. And we stayed mm. five nights, I think. So, what is that? Meat Lovers? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, the Red Meat Lovers. I said I was going to smoke it next. Do you have any more of those? I would love to buy one of them off of you. Yeah, no, I got like a. I bought a 10 pack. I probably smoked. This might be the third maybe fourth one so i have oh, yeah six, we're, we're, five or six we'll talk <laughs> uh so uh, brian are you into like craft beers or anything yeah uh not not so much anymore that i that that i was before but um what changed uh i i go i go back and forth with keto so oh, okay you know, you, you can't drink craft beer on keto uh that's where the whiskey comes in Do you drink so. any beer on keto uh every like as a treat sometimes um you know if uh if i've been good for a while uh with with my carbs and i'll i'll like i'll plan ahead like i i won't eat any carbs at all and then at night i'll have two or three you know and that that'll kind of balance itself but yeah fuck food i mean if you can get a good beer shit yeah i'll go without food no that's uh i've got i got a few dark lords left i got some um some Goose Island uh, uh, Bourbon County variants. Yo, so Bourbon County is one of those ones I cannot fucking find to get. Yeah. It's so like I went to Chicago a couple of years ago during around Christmas, and it was like tons of that shit there. But I didn't think to grab any and take home. But it's just not one of those things you find in Michigan at all. And yeah. if it does, it's just gone really fast. Well, it's it's one of those limited releases that. It, it's a wide release in the area, uh, but it's sold out like that. Like I, I got mine aftermarket. Um, a buddy of mine was was clearing some shit out, uh, and I happened to get uh, four bottles of that and a couple others. Um, but no, like as far as like the 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 beers like that, I'm just getting into that. Um, like I, I was, you know, typical bearded white guy with the IPAs. Um, and then like started getting more into stouts and porters, uh, especially with cigars. Uh So like now I'm revisiting a lot of shit that I didn't like in the past and finding that that fits my palate now. Yeah. Uh, especially now that I drink more, more whiskey and scotch than ever before. So I I think that that goes along with it. So why are we on the kind of the subject of whiskey scotch? What are some of your uh, favorite whiskey scotches? Well, uh, I mean, this is this is definitely going to be up there. The the bottle of Blanton's. Um, other go tos. Uh, one of the staples in my cabinet is Woodford Reserve. Okay. Um, big Woodford fan. Oh yeah, uh, all of them too. Uh, the the rye, the 
the double oak, like they're like, I, I haven't had a bad one yet. Um, depending on my mood, like the Lafroig isn't bad if I'm, if I'm looking for something more on the PD side, but, um, uh, a couple of the Glen Mirages are, are nice, but yeah, staple wise, the, the Woodford, Woodford reserve is, is always available. It's always at a good price and hell, it's always going to get the job done. That's for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's pretty much it there. I mean, I, I, I keep a bottle of crown for, you know, all right, I've already had enough and I'm not going to taste it anyway. So I'll, I'll drink some crown. I, I just got this from uh, uh, Costco. I, I never heard of it before. Um, but new riff. And I haven't heard of it either. I've, I've heard yeah. of it before, but I've, I, you know, I, I, I tried it. I think I tried it in Kentucky and it was yeah, pretty It's a, it's a hundred proof bourbon. Uh, but, but that was actually pretty good. Um, so I'll probably pick up another bottle of that. But, um, yeah, Kelly from uh, Bearded Idiot sent me a few samples. And it was like Elijah Craig, barrel proof. Or no, uh, single barrel. Uh, a Michter's 10-year. And then, god damn, I can never remember the fucking third one. But, anyway, like all, all three of those were, were really good. But most of them, not, like, I, I don't think I could find any of those three on a regular basis. So, yeah, I think for me, um, Buffalo Trace, Eagle yeah. Rare, Eagle Rare, uh, Bullet Rye, um, probably shit. Third one. I just started. It's a one called JP Weiser. That's a Canadian whiskey, and they have a ride that's pretty good. Uh, came up, stumbled upon that recently, and uh, um, fuck, I can't think of a fourth offhand. But it, you know, speaking of Blanton's, like we had a uh, we had we split a bottle of Blanton's at uh our last meetup in August and it's just Blanton's is just hard to fucking find. Um, it, that but, and Weller. Well, yeah, Weller too. Uh, I end up, I, I got lucky and caught a guy, one of the uh, bourbon groups who was selling some uh, Weller and I had a, got a bottle of the um, 107 and the special reserve. And I think the 107 is definitely my favorite out of the two. Um, didn't you have like a leader of that fucking 107, Mike? I did. It's just fucking hard to find. It's just not allocated here. Uh, funny story. I'm not familiar with just, uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. So Buffalo Trace Distillery has Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, Blanton's. Those are the regular ones. And then you have like your pappies and all that. The funny thing about Eagle Rare in Kentucky is that most all of the Eagle Rare in Kentucky is allocated out of the state. Huh. Can't, people in Kentucky can't find Eagle Rare. The strangest shit ever. Hmm. Now you would think of, of a liquor that's actually made in the state and you can't find it there, but they cannot find. We met some guys at a cigar lounge when we went and we, we talked about, you know, just bourbons and stuff. And they were talking about how they just can't find Eagle Rare there at all. 
And it just seems crazy that all of the Eagle Rare get like shipped out of the state and stuff. Craziest shit I've ever heard of. But if you ever get a chance to go to Kentucky, Buffalo Trace Distillery is a, a pretty good tour. Dude, they, they they make so much stuff, man. And that's like you you could probably spend all week in that distillery and and barely scratch a surface of everything that they make. Yeah, and even cool the uh, the Blanton's uh, building where they do all the Blanton's bottling and so forth. It's a small group of like ten or twelve people. And so you're familiar with the Blantons and how their tops are, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we were asking them, like, how do they bottle it? Do they pick certain tops to put on certain bottles? And it's literally just a box of tops, and they just grab them off and put them on there. Like, there's no rhyme or reason of how they do it. No. Just and we take so much, you know, uh, we pay so much attention to the tops and want to collect them and stuff like that, and they just don't give a fuck. They just grab a top off. It's just their job. No, they you're – you're, put it on there, move it down the line, and keep moving. <laughs> now, you're you're just talking about the between the the letters, right? Yeah, the letters. Yeah, the letters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say I know about the letters. I didn't know if like there was different designs on top other than that. Oh no, I, you know, I mean the the design is different. You know how the it's different movements of the uh, the horse. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So all of the different move, all the different letters have different. If you put all of the letters, oh, I never noticed that. Mm -hmm. so I, I really, always just paid attention you know, to the letters. And all of the letters are a different stride of the horse. All right, cool. Is is yours an L? It's a T. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah, I have a I have an O because they gave they gave out one for people who had the same letter when we went to when I went to the uh, the tour, and so they gave me an O. Um, but yeah, all of the different letters are a different stride of the horse. Oh, that 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 I didn't notice. I I knew they had the different letters. I didn't know they had different strides. Yeah, so if you see a different a different stride, it's definitely gonna be a different letter of the of Blanton's of the different horse. But yeah, so people collect those as well. So it's pretty. Yeah. Then they have ones that they they ship exclusively overseas. I think it's a different label. I think the label is green or something versus like that cream label or something like that. So it's it's funny because I oh and, oh that's not a different place. I was about to say I went to uh maker's mark and they gave us a bunch of like the random like labels and shit so maker's mark is a pretty dope place too uh, granted i don't really like maker's mark as much as i do any other ones but their tour is pretty dope and they just freely just give you out random labels and shit it's pretty nice. dope <laughs> yeah so, it's my oh go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead i was gonna say um my bourbon list is similar to otis's starting with buffalo trace and eagle rare um like you mentioned, Woodford, uh, one of one of my faves. Um, I like. Uh, oh fuck! That Otis would be mad. He forgot. Uh, Colonel Taylor. Um, ah. <laughs> hey, did you see that? The E.H. Uh, uh, e. Taylor. Yeah, E.H. Taylor. Uh, and fuck the store. Um, Mike. Uh, ABC has small batch on sale, but I'm pretty sure if I try to stop there tomorrow, it's going to be sold out. So. Yeah, well, I'm fr I'm free tomorrow, so I might give it a I might give it a glance. If you do, let me know. My PayPal is ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that the small batch and the four grain, um, our favorites. Um, uh, what else? What else? It's not. Um, oh, Sazerac Rye was there too, Mike. Just just. Dude, that's know. I I need yeah, to find uh, some of that. I need to find some baby Saz. Yeah, so uh, shit, we do too. Somebody messaged us, uh, <laughs> saying that they had it today. So yeah, um, that same place. That was ABC had Baby Says and uh, 
um, small batch. But continue, Mike. My bad. No, I was saying I was. Uh, I might swing by there tomorrow and see uh, see if they still have any. Um, I'm off work the next few days, so um, yeah, ready to uh, enjoy some rare time off. But yeah, um, and then um, Midwinter Nights Dram is one of my favorites too. It's dumb expensive, and I've only had the one bottle, but um, yeah, that was that was great too. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, I, I was just going to mention, like you mentioned, uh, like going to the distilleries and whatnot. Uh, me and my wife were trying to decide where we're going to go on vacation uh, at the end of October. And, you know, it was kind of coming down between like California, Vegas and New Orleans. And then she just all of a sudden she's like, what about Tennessee? I was like, well, I mean, if you want to like get a cabin or something, you know, something like that. Because like this is going to be our first vacation away without the kid. Um, okay. I was about to say, like, you're going to take your kid, take yeah, your kid to no. like a, a bourbon tour now? Yeah. Hey, oh, hey man, kids. you got, you got to make it happen. But um, she's like, well, they have, like, you know, whiskey distilleries and wineries and this and that. I was like, well, for, if you want to go somewhere for whiskey, which she doesn't drink whiskey, uh, uh, I was like, you know, Kentucky Bourbon Trail is is where we would go. And um, which this, this, like, the whole, my whole thing with this vacation is it's, it's all about her because every vacation that we've taken, you know, well, it's been cigars or uh, centered around my family or she was pregnant at the time. So it's like, no, the, you're, you're not pregnant. Like we're, we're not taking Kenny. Uh, I want you to go where you want to go and do what you want to do and actually enjoy yourself for a change. Not saying she didn't enjoy herself before, but. Hey, Brian, uh, quick question before you continue. How far are you guys wanting to drive? Uh, we're gonna. Uh, we decided we're going to uh, New Orleans. Uh, we're gonna be flying. So. Oh, well, New Orleans would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she sent me sent me a, a screenshot of the hotel that she picked out, and um, uh, it's uh, French quarters. It's like fucking perfect because. Yep. It's like if we, we stayed when I went. I went on my uh, my honeymoon. We, we went to Houston, and then we went to. Uh, New Orleans, and we stayed in the French quarters in New Orleans, and it was pretty fucking dope. So you guys have pretty, you guys have fun down there. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, oh, that's obviously the goal, but I, I think we'll do it right. It, so like, she doesn't believe in ghosts, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like when 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 she brought up New Orleans, it's like, well, how do you feel about like ghost tours and cemetery tours, shit like that? Because I mean, that's that's a huge part of New Orleans, and um, you know, I. I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not, but I mean, I've, I've had some interesting experiences and heard some interesting stories and whatnot, but like cemeteries and whatnot like that, it should kind of, you know, like seeing, uh, seeing stuff on that. It, it's like, well, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, like these places, uh, cause like I said, that's involved in the history there. Um, but I don't know if we'll end up doing anything like that or not. One thing's for sure. We'll be eating some fucking food. The and, food is fucking awesome, man. Yeah. There's tons of fucking places that you guys can uh this right in like the French Quarter area, so there's no no lack of of, of food food places. Yeah. And it's uh, a few cigar spots that's down there as well. That's yeah, the dope. the only one I know of off the top of my head is the uh the cigar factory. Um I don't know if it's any good or not. Uh, but I um, imagine we'll be making a stop. It's, a, it's two. It's like a few cigar factories, but it's one where they actually do like the rolling. So that's cool to like see it. 
other than that, I've never had any of their sticks. I just kind of watched the rolling. I, no, I take that back. I have had one of our guys brought some back, and after, like, sitting for a little while, they were pretty good. But just seeing the rolling is pretty good. But there's a couple of cigar spots, and if I remember them, I'll definitely uh, see you. They were they were right in the, like, French, French Quarter area. Right on. Pretty dope. So you guys have had good fun, though. Pretty good fun down there. Mike, you been to New Orleans? I have not. It's one of the um, one of the few places that I haven't been in this country that I'd like to go to. Um, I feel like I've aged out of Miami, but um, New Orleans is um, one of the places I'd like to go to, and I'd like to go to Atlanta again as an adult. I went as like a teenager. So <laughs> um, I want to go to Atlanta as an adult. That's pretty much it it like i can't really think of too many other places that i haven't been to that i'd like to go to i'd like to see mount rushmore but i don't want to go to where the fuck is that like south dakota or some shit yeah want to fucking so, go there. <laughs> all right so atlanta uh like three four years ago um i was down in atlanta for work uh i used to work for whole foods i was down there for support at another uh distribution center and we got we had one day to go out and do something and we went to a, a braves game and then after that, the Blackhawks were playing in the playoffs. Mm. And so after the game, it was like the start of the third period. It's like, all right, let's try to get to a place so we can watch the rest of the game. So we get a cab, and we're downtown Atlanta. Y'all go to Magic City? Uh, no. <laughs> so that pause made me think that his wife listened to the podcast, and he was like, <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, no. <laughs> so we get, so we get to this place. I'm not paying attention to where the fuck we're at. Like I'm, I'm already fucking half in the bag at this point, And I just want to watch the Blackhawks play hockey. So we get to this place and it's a, it's a decent sized bar, probably about like 20 TVs or so. And there's one table open that, that fits us. There was like eight or nine of us. And we sit down and we're, we're a little ways away from the TV, but we could see it and see what's going on. And, um, like nobody else is watching it and the bartender changed the channel. So I, I'm a loud person. All right. Like I, and, um, so he changes the channel and I look, it's like, Hey, what happened to the fucking Hawks? <laughs> oh. And the guy's like the Hawks, like they've They're been done. Today. They've been, they've been <laughs> done for a month. <laughs> like I thought about, it, I was like, no, nah, the fucking Blackhawks, dude, hockey. <laughs> He's like, Oh. So like you know, he ends up turning it back, and it turned. We're in the fucking Phillips Center where the fucking Hawks play basketball. It's like, oh y'all were oh. there? Yeah. <laughs> they had just a random bar that y'all could just go into. That's that's interesting. I would yeah, never they, about they, that. Yeah, they had like a the the bar. Like, Wait, so hold on. So you were in the Phillips Center, watching, what was it? The Thrashers? No, and, it was uh. I honestly don't remember who they were playing, but it was uh, it was the Blackhawks versus whoever in the playoffs. But you know. wasn't watching an Atlanta team, though. No. Oh, okay. So you were in Phillips. You were in Phillips watching a different game. No, it was uh, it was the bar, like the the street, the the storefront on the street. Uh huh. The bar at the Phillips Center. And oh, so you weren't actually in the Phillips Center. No. No, like not not in the oh, arena I, or anything. Oh, because my thought was like, why would they turn off their own game? No, 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 no. <laughs> Mike, it was probably like how you could go to the bars at LCA but not go to the actual, like, game and shit. Yeah. I'm thinking it was just like that. But I still would think they wouldn't turn the channel on their own. Yeah, game. why would you just turn the channel? You got people watching and shit. 
No, no, it, it was definitely an out of out of state oh, okay. uh, situation there. But yeah, hey, what happened to the fucking Hawks? What are you talking about? They've been done for a month. <laughs> I just thought you were about to tell me that you was, y'all was in a strip club and it random t- titties and ass and start <laughs> showing up and shit. I'm like, oh, okay, y'all was in a uh, strokers or some shit. No, no, no. Is that a real strip club? Strokers? What? Yep. Strokers, Magic City are the two major strip clubs in Atlanta. Uh, I know Magic City, but Strokers? Like, oh, shit. No, that's like... What um, an interesting name for a strip club. <laughs> I've been to like, one, and I can't remember which name it was, but I went to one of those. I know we're called Strokers, but you're not allowed to do that while you're here. You can't stroke <laughs> anything here, buddy. We took we took, we took took uh, my cousin for his 19th birthday up to Windsor, and... Um, Ended up going to Cheetahs up there. Uh, oh no, we're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I Windsor for us is Chicago for you. E- exactly. And that even, yeah, that, that's pretty much the same distance of what you described. Well, that's I. I have family in Bell River, like uh, up up there in Windsor. Um, but yeah, we 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 took my cousin from Florida up to uh, Windsor for his nineteenth birthday because uh, he's in Florida. He can't do shit for his nineteenth birthday. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was so fun watching this kid had, cause I'm, I'm like 21, 23, somewhere around there at the time. And, um, it was so fun watching this kid have a fucking blast at the strip club. His <laughs> mom, his mom is like super, super, super religious. And like seeing her kid do this shit was just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Man, That's I took, funny. uh. When I was, um, I don't know, maybe like in my early 20s, um, we had, I don't know if they still exist anymore, but there were like these spots in Detroit where um, they were like strip clubs, but they weren't strip clubs, so there were no rules. It's like you would have to know about the spot and just go there. Like and the, the lingerie shows? Mm, yeah, you could, mm, yeah, you could call it that, but they weren't wearing <laughs> much lingerie. No. But it was like no rules in the sense of like it, it's just chicks naked you pay you you fucking whatever like it, no rules and man we took our fucking uh my best friends like he was probably like 16 at the time or some shit and you would think like it, it's like like taking a, a five-year-old the to toys are us and they're just like walking around <laughs> looking like oh my god look at all this greatness around me that's what it was like taking the 16 year old to this thing it's like Oh my God. Like, this is great. Like he was way too excited. Like, like a kid in a candy store. Yes. And like, even then you would think you would think a 16 year old would have some kind of decorum. Like, like, Hey, play it cool, man. Like don't turn up like this. Uh, He was so excited and just like looking around and smiling and just eyes wide as fucking, I don't know. I don't know, man. Saucers. Yeah, saucers or aliens. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I remember going to those parties. Uh, and it's funny just to talk about Canada because when I was like 19, 20, my best friend, he was like 21, 22. And so we couldn't go to clubs over here. So we would go to just – not to strip clubs, just to regular clubs over in Canada because you only, you'd only be 19 to drink. So we would go there. But then when I turned 21 – I had friends that were 20 and 19, and so they kind of switched roles that instead of them taking me to go because I was younger. So I would how, take how, how old are you? I'm 39. All so right, we are so, the same age. So I, I'm guessing like Dante, Dante's and Peppers and 
those places. Dante's Peppers. I think I don't know if Dante the Peppers was the fuck. What well, we just talked about this, Mike. I thought recently. Uh, Don Cherry. Oh yeah, yeah. Don Cherry's, and it used to be this one club called uh, fuck, uh, Music Cafe. Music Cafe, and they just—it's funny. It just tore that down like five, six years ago. I remember seeing a news article about it. But Music Cafe used to be open. Say, on, you, you had to have seen an article because you're banned from Canada. Yeah, well, I'm banned for <laughs> this year. I, I could go back this year. I had a ten-year ban from Canada, Brian. But for, I'm, I'm, for? you, you can't oh. not elaborate on that. Oh no, it's just a, a, a you have a DUI in the states. All right, you can't go to Canada for ten years. So I had a DUI in '09. And so I would be, I sh- I'm, should be eligible this year to go back to Canada. Now, see, I, I took the chance. Uh, my cousin got married and. Oh, he took see. the chance, but his ass got sent back. Oh, yeah, I took the chance. Oh. <laughs> so I took the chance, was that three years ago? It was more than, no, wait, yeah, no, that's about right. Because it was for. Um, it's for your daughter's birthday for it. Your, your daughter's it was, baby shower. No, no, no. It was for um, uh, like a like a pre-wedding thing also oh, more a little more than three so yeah so three years give or take four years almost yeah four years. so mike was getting married and they was having like a pre-wedding pre-getting married party whatever you want to call it it was and called we were, a jack and jill was what they called it i don't know if that's a u.s term or a canadian term but it was called a jack and jill where it was like hey okay. like, you know how you okay. have like a bridal shower and a bachelor party it was a thing where both both yeah like a a, a combined bachelor bachelorette party yeah, yeah I, so, I said both genders. Two of the seventeen, two, <laughs> two of the, eight, 17 two of the thirty-two that exist. <laughs> but uh, we were going to his, and me and my wife was going, and they stopped us. And long story short, they were like, you know, you had a DUI, so you're not, you can't come over for ten years. So they pulled us over. We got searched and all this other crazy shit. And then they kept, and it was, it was funny. It kept pissing me off. They kept saying like, "Well, your wife can stay." But, you know, you're going to have to go back. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, we in the same car. What the fuck you mean she can stay and I can, I have to go back? Like, what do you expect me to do? Like, potentially the next four hours. Like, just just chill? Like, can I go to a bar? Like, what the fuck you want me to do? You, you can hang out in the like, fucking uh, duty-free. No, and the thing is, he said it like three times, dude. And I'm like, are you fucking sick? Like, I felt like he was, like, trying to get me to, like, react and shit. Like, are you serious? You 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 Are you going to really keep saying this? So they made me go through all this paperwork, and they were like, well, you can pay whatever certain amount to file paperwork to come over. For the I'm queen's like, pardon? Dude, I'm like, <laughs> we, we, just, we just go home. And he's like, well, you sure? Your wife can stay. And I'm just like, what the fuck you want me to do, dog? So, you can walk, walk the earth like Jules Winfield. Right. <laughs> walk the earth. So we got turned around, and that's when I found out I couldn't go over, so – uh, this year marked the 10th year, and I believe it's when your conviction started or something. So it was like May or June. So at this point, I'm free to go over there based on that. But yeah, I haven't tried yet. So whatever. I think it, I think it was just a you thing because I I had a DUI in 2005, and I've 100% been to Canada prior to 2015. No, my 100%. my my dad my dad wasn't able to go back. Uh, he couldn't go back for work. Uh, because of you know something like that in the past uh i i'm pretty sure it was a dui but uh he tried going for work and they denied him entry at at that time uh which is how 
I realized like, well, shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. But um, if you pay that money though, you can go though, because I just, I have a coworker who, uh, who lives in Canada and he had a DUI on this going across and he couldn't drive for like three, four months, but now he could drive and go, he goes back and forth. I'm assuming he spent tons of fucking money. Yeah. You know, get, and he has like the whole breathalyzer thing in his car where he, you know, had to do that yep. shit to drive. And I still want to ask him to see it because I've never actually seen it in person, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't got enough nerve to ask him to see it. One of the but, dudes uh, I work with has that right now. I'll see if I get a picture of it. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I'm assuming he paid a bunch of fucking money, man, but he makes a bunch of money anyway. So whatever. No, it's, I, I was looking into it before my cousin's wedding and uh, it, it was like $350 or $500, somewhere around there. It was like, you know what? We'll just take, take the chance and uh, got up there fine. Coming back. It was funny because like I had like, nine beers out of a 12 pack in the trunk and then like a couple of 12 packs of pop soda whatever you want to call it pop, and, uh, pop. Oh, okay thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> um but um so like we had like a, a a 12 pack of mountain dew and a 12 pack of coke or some shit and uh like they they stop us at the at the border and like yeah you got anything to declare i was like yeah i got like you know nine beers in the trunk and some some pop so it's like, all right, you know, pull over. They they open up the trunk and they look at it, and their concern was, why are you bringing the pop back over the border? Like, because I didn't want to leave it at the hotel. All right. So I like, they're, they're 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 they don't give a shit about the beer. They're inspecting the fucking Mountain Dew and the Coke. Like we're fucking smuggling shit in through there. It's like, really? Like you're you're concerned about the 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 pop, not the beer. <laughs> Like the 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 mix and match beer that I have in the trunk, like you're not concerned about that. I went over once when I was probably twenty, we'll say, and um, I obviously like when you're twenty, going over there to get, you know, alcohol is everybody's doing that here in Detroit. Well, you know, yeah. it's a free pass to drink, and I'd go over there. I bought. I was visiting some chick who was going to the college in Windsor, and I bought a six pack of Coronas or something like that. And um, I brought back however many of them I had left and they were just in the trunk. And they, when I pulled up, they had me pop the trunk and immediately I was sweating bullets because I'm not old enough to drink in the United States. So at the yeah. time, so I'm like, Oh man, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> and they popped the trunk. They looked around, they closed it and they told me to leave. I'm like, yep. there's, it wasn't hidden. Like there's no way they didn't see that shit. But I, I don't know. I get, like you said, I guess they just didn't care. No, that's but now I, I go back. Like my wife is Canadian, so I go back and forth to Canada probably twice a month. So I, I never get pulled in, and I use that to my advantage. I bring all kinds of shit back and forth. Yeah, like, I mean, not anything illegal or anything like that, but just shit I don't declare. Like if I bought a bottle of liquor while I was over there, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I bought liquor. I'm just like, nah, I got nothing, and just yeah, let me through. No, that's I. You know, like I said, I have family in Windsor, and every time that we went up there that was the excuse. Like, yeah, I'm visiting family, you know, me, me and a few friends in the car. Yeah. Visiting family, never any problems. Like the only problem I ever had was when we had pop in the fucking trunk. And it's like, <laughs> and, and at that, at that time I'm like fucking 34, 35, you know, oh, wow. like, come on. <laughs> you kidding me? What are you going to do with this Sprite, sir? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are you going to feed this Mountain Dew to, sir? What are you doing with it? It's too much caffeine, son. 
<laughs> plan on declaring <laughs> plan on declaring this Fanta? Uh, no. <laughs> it would it would have been a problem if it was Fago. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all get fake y'all get Fago in uh Indiana? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I seen Otis's reaction when I said Fago, just shaking his head. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you could find it in some stores around here. I don't I don't know how far Fago travels, so I'm just curious. No, that's. I mean, I, I was young once. I uh, I I was uh, I was a fan of ICP for a short period of time. So, you know, Fago was running through the house whenever we could find it. Insane clown posse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, not anymore. They, they, not anymore. They, let me let me clarify. To, uh, not they anymore. Used, they used to spray Fago everywhere at yeah, concerts. Yeah, shit. I know, I know. That's uh No, I was just telling Mike, I don't know, Mike is not although Mike is half white, he doesn't really fuck with his white side. So I'm pretty sure Mike doesn't know nothing about that. <laughs> I don't know nothing about what? ICP, ICP and their uh Fago thing. I didn't know they did a Fago thing. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. I knew who ICP was though. <laughs> <laughs> but it was mainly because Eminem talked shit about him. So. Yeah. Were these guys? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole nother fucking story. But. <laughs> so did you ever you you talked with the bearded off. idiots on a few yeah. occasions? That's a nice ass you got there. It's like man, no touch ups, just perfect burn, man. Saka. Saka's the guy. Speaking of, uh, sorry to cut you off, Otis, but uh, speaking of, uh guys in our group skip martin is is in our group and he he doesn't post but he will like he'll like stuff like on the low yeah so kind of cool just interacting with skip every now and then oh yeah um never got a chance to meet skip uh met mike though and he was pretty dope um skip doesn't come to michigan skip doesn't do many i don't think skip does much up north travels period like i've seen him at places down south uh, other than Texas, rarely. Like, I think the only place I've seen him down south was like Texas and then Florida. So that's that's must be <laughs> must be nice as you know as a, a business owner. You don't have to touch nowhere where it's cold. Yeah, but he was in uh he was at that some cigar thing in Denver. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dude. Ago. Let me Rock, tell you Rocky how Mama much I, I re- yep. we're we're really as a cigar group, at least the admins, me, Mike, and Tony, are planning to go there next year. That cigar event looks so fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Are you familiar with that one, the Rocky Mountain Cigar? Uh, uh just 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 as of late, when I was seeing uh, Riste and Skip post about it. Yeah, that one looked, and the flights are pretty pretty inexpensive. That would be one I would really want to go to. Like I've seen the Big Smoke in Vegas and other other stuff. But that one just looks more people friendly, like people yeah. are hanging and you know kicking the shit and so <laughs> forth. And to know that that Roma Crab had like a full presence there, it just made my envy grow just to see that they were actually there. Like I would yeah. absolutely love to go to go there, um, especially since I've never been to uh, Colorado. So to knock that off the list and go for cigars, it's just you know, yeah, that's that's just the you know the combination. So I'm definitely looking forward. I'm going to uh, keep these guys abreast, uh, Mike and our other admin, Tony, because uh, we're definitely going to plan for that next year. Yeah, that's like Rocky Mountain. Uh, what is it? Cats down in Texas. Uh, no fucks given down in Texas. Like so many like giant cigar fests that you see. And it's just like, man, I would love to go to these. But like if I if I have one a year that I could go to, like that's I, I'm meeting up with my buddies from Cigar Geeks. 
Oh, you know? sure. So now, now, what what social network are you guys with Cigar Geeks? Uh, it's just CigarGeeks.com. Oh, okay. So but I didn't know if it was like a Facebook group because like like BOTL is like a, just an internet uh, social group. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm definitely want to want to try to go to that one. Um, I haven't I'll seen much. Right I, I need to fill up my cup. All right, do it up. Uh, it's not too many I want. Like I've kind of wanted to go to Barn Smokers with Drew Estates, but I don't really do a lot of Drew Estates sticks much anymore. Uh, so, but just the experience of going to like you know and seeing just the process of how that works would be pretty dope. So, dude, I would I would love to take the uh, cigar safari with Drew Estates. Like, as as much as I'm not like a fanboy or anything, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that trip. And yep. I mean, they do have enough good cigars to, you know, uh, justify. Yeah, to keep me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, if I had to do that, that's what Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I was going out over there, I would want to go to Esteli to go to Romacraft, uh spot there. Uh, but I think if I went anywhere over there, we'd probably satisfy my 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 need to to you know checking out just. The, oh yeah the process of the farms and just the, all that stuff. It, That's, it better be pretty dope. As much as I would love to go to Cuba for like the nostalgia uh, and, and whatnot, like I, I really think that the better experience is going to be in Nicaragua. Yeah. I don't think you compare. Like I went to, I did a day trip to Cuba in March. Well, I went on a cruise and one of our days was to do a, a trip to uh, Cuba. So we stayed there for like eight or nine hours. Yeah. And we did a tour of a cigar factory. I forget. I think they made Monte Crisco's there and a couple of other cigars. Um, but they made a bunch of different cigars. So it wasn't like a specific actual brand just making yeah. there. And then we did a tour of Havana Club. And Havana Club was pretty dope. Um, but And then we got a chance to stay there and eat some food there and some, some you know, native food. It was dope. And I would love to actually stay a few days in Cuba just to, for the just the culture of it. Just eight hours, nine hours is not enough time. No, that's uh, we. I, I've been on one cruise, and that was uh, Cayman Islands and uh, Key West. Oh. And like, I a cruise is a great way to sample somewhere to find out if you want to go back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, absolutely. Cay- like I, I would definitely go back to the Cayman Islands. For a few days, um, mm-hmm. Key West. Uh, Key West, not so much. Uh, we did see Key West was one of our stops too, and it was okay. Like we uh, we ended up renting uh, a golf cart and went around you know Key West, so that was a lot easier than just walking around places. Like I, I feel like Key West is more for the nightlife than being there all day. Well, I think that and just it's. It's it's not a I mean Key West is cool but it's just it's the newness of not ever being there. That was you know I think for us but just they were like we went to the beach area when because if you don't have like a, a tour guide or like a golf cart or something you can't go to those places like you yeah. would never get to the beach yeah with just walking around I mean so we we it was like I don't know I think it was like a hundred bucks for like four hours. Yeah. And so that was that was golden. So we got a chance to go to the beach and we ended up finding this random festival that was there. So we sampled some food at the festival and but Key West is just okay. I don't I don't have to go to Key West again. Yeah, I I, I feel the same. 
But so. Cuba, Cuba was a pretty dope. Like I say, to be at the tour cigar factory and tour Havana Club, which is one of my favorite rooms, that was pretty awesome. Uh, def- if you if you ever well Trump done fucked up shit, so we can't go yeah. back there. Yeah. Uh, for random tours on 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 cruises. <sighs> Man, he he just the mention of his name just just takes the air out my fucking. <laughs> but. You can't go back there for cruises anymore. Uh, but that was pretty dope, though. But I would definitely like a trip to Nicaragua. Don't slander my president. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wrong mic got back. <laughs> so so like, let's. What, what drink did he make? Yeah, let's let's lighten this up a little bit. How do you guys feel about guns? <laughs> <laughs> said, let's lighten it up. <laughs> No, it, I, I mentioned it in the intro. If anybody wants to hear any of that, check out Delvin Cox's episodes with uh, What Up Doe and the Bearded Idiots. That's, uh, or you just check out the Bearded Idiots. They talk a lot of it. Uh, although, <laughs> hey, we I, talk a lot about it, too, like uh, on, they, our, on our podcast. We talk no, about yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we definitely do. I haven't seen much of the, the Bearded Idiots in, in, oh, since the, the Texas tragedy, so... I think maybe they're making up their uh, thoughts and prayers envelopes or some shit. <laughs> why, why is it envelopes? They're sending out letters, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody and shit. No, and they, I, write it, they write it on a card. No, I, I don't. I don't see them as the uh, thoughts and prayers type as as far as any of that. But no, but um, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, that's it's 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 kind of crazy. You know, we've talked about, and we don't have. We we definitely don't have to elaborate on that. You know, just just talked about so much gun reform and then you know right after that you know one of the craziest you know recent shootings happened in texas so just yeah. nuts. but no that, that's like i said if anybody wants to wants to hear opinions on that uh yeah Delvin. definitely check out Devin's series delvin does a great job at, at bringing folks together he's like uh i don't know uh i was going to say a reference but you wouldn't get it because you're not from here mike i was gonna say he was a good reference of like focus hope you know that the two you ever see the focus hope symbol <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, there's a focus hope is like a uh fuck i don't even know what to call it it's a um uh it's a, like a it was a school but it was like a, a outreach center and their symbol is two hands joining it's a white hand and a black hand to symbolize like you know togetherness or whatever yeah whatever case it's it's but anyway, that's that's neither here or there. Yeah, check out Delvin. Um, how did you uh, how did Brian? How did you end up uh, finding Delvin's podcast? Uh, through Twitter groups. Oh. So, um, yeah, Twitter groups. Um, and then ended up talking to him and going on a show. Uh, shit, this is probably like a year and a half ago or something. I was on his show. And um, yeah, just just talking to him through the Twitter groups, getting on the show, and then like he he's definitely one of the one of the guys in the Twitter groups that he's active, he's likable, uh, he's always got good content. And so after I was on a show, like a, a while after I was on a show, he did the uh, like the the State of America series where he got all the different perspectives from the the white, the uh, black, yeah. the Latino, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so was I. And uh <laughs> Oh, you were on that one? Uh I, I was one of the afterthoughts. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Like the like the uh the the fine the, the Jerry Springer final thought at the end of the episode. 
Um, oh, I think I remember you, man. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the only thing people remember from from my segment on there is that America's fat. Like, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I, I I remember that. I I know I, you wasn't. I know you wasn't the one that was uh the guy that was working and didn't want any strenuous job. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not the one that turned down white privilege. <laughs> I, I could have been I could have been a, I could have been a manager, but I told him no, I need to work for this. Like you could go fuck yourself. The, the backseat of my car is super comfortable. Yeah, I think I'd rather I, I'd rather sleep there. I I lived in my car instead of taking white privilege. Like, uh, I don't know about that. I might think about that fucking yeah. episode. Jesus Christ. No, but I will I, say I will say that the podcast that we did on that series with the race relations and then the podcast that we did with the gun stuff is outside of, you know, what me and Otis do regularly is the, is my favorite thing that I've been involved with. Like, I I just thought it was great conversation. It it was like I mentioned at the start, uh, you get those moments where you're that perfect amount of buzzed to where you say reckless shit, but I'm still articulate and I got my words together. Like I, I, I felt like I was on my A game on those podcasts. Yeah, dude. I, I, I loved it. I loved, I, I loved those. I loved it. And that's, I, I was so, I was so disappointed because I was supposed to be on the episode, the, the, the round table episode with you guys and the bearded idiots uh, on that series, but I had to work. So I wasn't oh, able to man. do it. But uh, yeah, dude, like that's, I, I don't know. That's I, I stay away from politics on my show. Uh, but we don't. <laughs> well, I I stay we away from some other shit. I stay away from politics, but at the same time, I like talking race relations. So, I think you can talk race relations and not technically talk about politics. So. Well, yes, it's a, it's a it's a fine line. It's, it's a, a fine, fine line. Yes and no, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, race relations is politics now, mm-hmm. you know. But um, and that's. Like when I, when I did the first race relations episode with Coffee Black, you know, like I, I start with like, you know, I, I don't know and I want to know. Like I'm, I'm your average ignorant white guy and I want to learn the other perspective, you know. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I think everybody needs more of that. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think podcasting, you know, kind of bridges the gap between people who don't know, who want to know and finding circles with people who will talk about it it's not like you know with twitter you know you can get a random person who would just start talking to you that you not ne- may not necessarily want to talk to you and you get some bits of information but through these circles of podcasts and we've definitely been able to find a different circles to have those conversations that you can have decent conversations without you know the yelling the screaming and the kind of you know the the craziness of 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 social media and have those those conversations and delving this it's definitely been a bridge to, yeah. to, to those. So Yeah, and that's, I mean, as long as you're willing to step out of your echo chamber and listen to another point of view, like that's, I mean, you, you're, you are going to find it in podcasting. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things I think that Curtis had, had mentioned once before, one of the, the series of podcasts that, I think you kind of said it before, I think when you were talking to Coffee Black is that, you know, being a white man, you don't know the perspective of black men and vice versa. You know, yeah. I don't have an idea what, you know, it's in Curtis and Kelly's and them situation. I don't know. I don't know about white men. A lot of their 
perspectives in general, but I definitely don't know about white rural white men. So I don't know, you know, having guns to, 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 to protect from wild animals in your yard or, <laughs> you know, just, you know, <laughs> any other uh, situation. So it, it's definitely eye opening. You know, I definitely left those, those series with an aha moment. Like, Oh, okay. I can, I can, I can understand, you know, I don't have to agree with a lot of stuff, but I get, I get a good, you, we got a good understanding and stuff. And that's kind of what the purpose of them was. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's one of the things with, with that series that I loved, you know, I, I kind of fall in the middle. Um, and I, I, I love seeing the both ends of it, or I should say hearing both ends of it. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm still in the middle. I, I see this perspective. I see that perspective. And I, I'm willing to listen to both sides and figure out, you know, what I guess not, not where I want to be, but where I am. Um, and, but that's the thing. Like I, I have an open mind with everything. Like my, my mind can be changed. And it's like, you know, if I hear a good argument to this subject, then yeah my my opinion can change so I, I i think that that's that's huge with with you know something that would be huge with a lot of people is if they weren't so closed-minded and so closed off to other people's ideas then you know hell we we would all get along a whole hell of a lot better yeah and i think those those episodes we've done was not made for people to make immediate decisions or pick immediate sides of what they wanted to decide with but just to be able to hear you know opposing views and to at least know that there are opposing views from you know a pretty decent intellectual standpoint you know from both sides yeah so they, they were pretty productive i'll definitely definitely say that so but we like about we like to talk about cigars and bourbon and this is one of the best opportunities we've had so we definitely after a, a year or so of randomly DMing each other, we finally figured it out. So <laughs> we'd definitely, definitely like to, uh, to do this more, man, and, and have some more discord and, you know, hopefully you get to the point where we can trade cigars and, and, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely game, man. So, um, see, I, I, I meant to ask earlier, but do you guys retro hail at all? I do. Definitely. Yeah. I've been retro hailing this whole time. I don't know if you know, <laughs> noticed or not, but, yeah, I, I yeah, faithfully. I'm off and on depending on the cigar, uh, or depending on if I remember. And if I'm drinking, a lot of times I forget, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how drunk I am. Uh, yeah. But I definitely the stronger cigars. Like I think my favorite cigar to retro hell is Neanderthal. Yeah. So like, what what made me think of that? I I meant to bring it up a long time ago, but with the uh, Carolina Reaper, uh, the Carolina Reaper to me was like a very like heavy mild or a heavy medium but when i retroed mm-hmm. it was just a fucking bomb that it fucking was, spice in there is amazing dude yeah so that's like it like that that's what threw me off was like it, it wasn't it wasn't too spicy just smoking it but once i retroed like that's that's where all the fucking spice came in and hey quick question for retro since we're talking about retro i, I find that when i do retro hell I have to clean my nose out like the next day. What? Like, really? How? Like I always get, I get a buildup in my nose when I, when I retrohale. 
Cotton swabs <laughs> and alcohol. How you, so, dude? It's, I don't know. If it, I mean, I guess since you're saying that, you actually know. But oh I no, like, no, that, that I was joking. Oh no, um, yeah, I get <laughs> the cotton swabs and alcohol. Like, yeah, no, I get a, I get a weird like. I, I one time it, when at first I first noticed it, it was a night after I had smoked a bunch of cigars, and I blew my nose on part of my nose. Like, man, why is my? But I realized every time I was getting like retrohaled in cigars. I would get like a weird feel in my nose, and I would like use like wet wipes to clean out my nose when I retrohaled a lot. No, see, I, I I work in the mill, so no matter what, like I'll I'll blow my nose, and it's just like it, it's just not. Uh, so it, it's not, not even. Yeah, it's not know, clean. Yeah, I know. I know that life. Do do you need to define retrohale for your listeners at all? I don't know. Like like if me and Otis talked about retrohaling, I would be like, okay, we need to define this so our listeners know what we're talking about. But I feel like but since you do your listeners, fan. your listeners probably don't need to know that, but no, uh, I, actually, uh, I'm not sure. But I mean, retrohaling. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't inhale cigars. You're not supposed to. You you really shouldn't. Uh, but retrohaling, like you, you you draw the smoke into your mouth and you push it out your nose, and with that, you end up with more of the flavor nuances where you're going to pick up different flavors that you didn't pick up generally just drawing the cigar into your mouth. Yeah. I, I know Saka is big on that too. Like yeah. he talks about the retro hail on a lot of his cigars. And I, like I said, I'm smoking the red meat lovers. That's, you know, I, I, I do that with this one and that's going to be um, hopefully uh, a great experience with the, uh, the new Neanderthal this dropping later this month. Are you, are you aware of that, Brian? No. So they're, they're putting out a, a box press Neanderthal. Um, that's going to be, um, exclusive to fine ash cigars in Phoenix. They're putting it out, uh, for fine ash on the 21st. And there's going to have a wide release after that. And yeah, I'm, I'm anxiously anticipating skip has said it's their strongest cigar that they've made, which is, saying a lot since the neanderthal is one of the strongest cigars you can yeah. get period and they're like yeah this is <laughs> this is way stronger than what we normally do yeah. like oh great <laughs> <laughs> i can't fucking wait and no, one yeah. of mike's homeboys steve lives in phoenix so and he um, has a membership at at fine ash so he he actually gets a discount so um i'm gonna get a box through him at a at his membership discount uh, so I, I, I'm already, I've already, I texted him earlier today. I was like, Hey, uh, do you know if there's a limit to how many boxes you can <laughs> Like, cause I would like a box myself to be yeah. honest. So. No. And that's, uh, that takes me back to the, uh, to the Buckeye. Uh, before I tried the Buckeye, um, I was talking to Miguel, Miguel from crown heads. And he was telling me, he's like, he's like, yeah. Wait, you just know all the cigar people. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, I had them on the podcast. I was talking to this person. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know how your Mc, podcast pops off. Like, I'm like, it sounds like you must be popping because you, uh, you know everybody no, and shit. I, I don't know if pops off is the word, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, but I mean, if you're if you getting people that, you know, in the industry on your show, I mean, you must be doing all right. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I like I am strictly a hobbyist. Like, I, I don't really pay attention to the metrics and whatnot. Um. I I do it for fun. Um, I I I'm not one of the guys that are out here trying to quit my job. Um, I'm trying to quit my job. Well, I, I'm trying to quit my job, <laughs> but I'm not anticipating it. I guess that's a okay. Way to put yeah, it. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it happens, okay. great. But yeah, right, yeah. yeah. 
we're on the same accord. But no, Miguel. So Miguel was on the show once. Uh, he's actually one of the few in the industry that that actually came by the place, and uh, he came in the studio with me. But oh wow, uh, he was he was doing an event uh, not too far from me, right after the Buckeye Land released, and um, I was talking to him about. It. I was like, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. <coughs> Excuse me. On the Buckeye and, Land, you heard mixed reviews. Yeah. Oh wow. But um, he's like, dude, you you have to retro. Like if you, if you retro this, this cigar, it's, you know, just a whole different, whole different experience. I was like, retroing right. it the whole time I was smoking it. So I, I had two and the first one, I didn't retro at all. The second one, I retroed just about the whole thing. And yeah, I definitely prefer the retro. Uh, it, it really is a different smoke, but, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's ret- retro. I, I I probably do about half the time, uh, you know, unless I I guess depending on the cigar. But right, that's what they say. It kind of depends on the cigar and the flavor profile and and what you're looking for. But yeah, I, I retro the entire uh, the entire Buckeye that I smoked um, just now, and I'm doing the same thing with this uh, this Red Meat Lovers. So yeah, it's so it's so special. As far as that goes with you, uh, are, what, what cigars do you, do you, do you find any cigars that you just don't retro? You prefer not to retro hail on them? Uh, no, not specifically. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things where I, I try it out. I, I do it on every cigar, but it's, it's, it's something where it's like, okay, how am I enjoying this? How is it impacting me? And I kind of like gauge it that way. The, the Buckeye, the whole time. Um, this one the whole time. Those ones that have like the the full body peppery kind of thing going on. I love retro retro Halo nose. So Yeah. Yeah, that that's I, I like you said, it, it provides a different a different experience. So I, I like to try as many different variations of it as I can. I think uh for me I don't retro the lighter cigars as much. Like I, I don't think I've really enjoyed retroing like Connecticut cigars or like like I had uh, an intemperance one of the lighter band ones, like the BA or something like that. I had that earlier, and it doesn't have the retro that I like versus like a lot of the stronger, milder, strong cigars. So typically, I'm retroing the, the stronger cigars. I see that. I I don't know. That seems kind of kind of odd to me because like you would think that like with the with the lighter cigars the milder cigars the the retro is going to be for one it's going to be easier for two you're you're going to pick up more of those nuances that you wouldn't get because it's so mild well and you know what and i think that's the probably the beauty of cigar smoking is that we all have different experience with different cigars and different likes and dislikes and so forth so for me, lighter cigars don't really do much for me retro, but stronger ones do. And they may differ, you know, maybe from you, Brian, or, or maybe from Mike. And that's just the, the, the beauty of just this hobby is that exactly. there's so many, so many different cigars, so many different techniques, so many things we like and dislike. You know, I think me and Mike and maybe our other admin, Tony, we're probably in a similar wheelhouse about cigars we like. So if I like a cigar, chances are Mike will like it, and chances yeah. are maybe our other ad man, Tony, will like. And just no, because me and Mike, we we tend to like a lot of the same cigars. I don't know 
but there's too many cigars that we've had that one of us liked and one of us just totally disliked. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's uh, actually the other day in, in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, somebody posted a cigar, like finally getting to enjoy this on the weekend. And it was a, you know, a, a budget smoke. You know, I, I don't remember what brand, but it, it wasn't anything special. And somebody like put the, the puking emoji on it. I was like, come on. And like everybody gave that dude crap. But it's like, you know, everybody has their own tastes and you know, everybody has their own budget. Like not, not saying that it was a, a, a budget reason that they were smoking it, but maybe they, they like the, the flavor profile of that. And it's like, all, all I commented was, you know, smoke what you like and enjoy what you smoke. And that's, that's, that's the only thing that fucking matters when it comes to smoking cigars. That and was outside of the social our, aspect. We pride our group on that. We yeah. will not slander anybody for what they smoke. Like we hate that shit. That's part of the reason why we created the group in the first place. Yep. Because the, the, those big groups that have tons of people in them, they want to shit on, um, you know, all these different brands or all these different cigars. And it might be a brand or a cigar that I don't even really like, but I'm not going to sit here and shit on somebody for what they like to smoke. And that's, that was the entire reason we created the group was to have an all inclusive, uh, fellowship like hey we all smoke cigars we all enjoy them let's smoke our cigars let's chill let's talk shit let's enjoy these drinks and have a good time i'm not gonna sit here and shit on you for smoking gurkhas or uh acids or whatever the fuck that people love to like pile on people who smoke them and like oh that's that shit sucks oh blah, blah, blah. yeah there, there there's a reason acid is the number one selling cigar in the states if not the world acid was like, a cigar that i started smoking exactly acid acid, acid, the- acid is a cigar that a lot of people start smoking with acids you know and, i think most, uh, most people probably do it was yeah. acids and i started it was acids and uh the maker's mark cigar they were both infused cigars and those are two of the cigars that i started smoking and you know I probably couldn't stand. I couldn't stand to smoke maybe three puffs of an acid now. Exactly. But that's just my palate is just not there. Yeah. But that was, you know, I wouldn't say that was the reason we started our group, but that was one of the reasons we started is to have a a, a, a situation where people could smoke what they like. One, that was one. Two, to be able to have a local group, and those were the two main reasons we've done it. To be able to have a local yeah. group of guys that we can we we can fellowship with, and hang out with, and stuff like that. And the two to be able to have a, a judge a judgment free, you know, zone where you can just smoke the fuck you want. We're the planet fitness of cigar groups. Yeah, we're the planet fitness <laughs> of cigar groups. You know. So oh, they, they, they get too much more. of my money. <laughs> you know, it, it's like the is you know have you ever seen are you ever seen old school? Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> so do you remember when he was at the the therapist, uh, him and his wife, and he's talking about the panties and his He's like, wait, I thought this was the trust tree. This is not the trust tree. <laughs> so we wanted our group trust. to be like the, <laughs> the trust tree of, of, of social groups. But that was a big reason. Like, you know, Gert, I mean, I'm pretty, I don't know about your circle of, of, of social media, but Gurkha is probably one of those ones that catches flat a lot. I'm pretty sure that's every social media group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. The Gurkhas and probably Rocky Patels or something like that. But man, if you like that shit, smoke that shit. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure even in the Gurkha groups, they're like, yeah, they're not that great, but the seller uh, reserves good. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. 
the Cellar Reserve <laughs> is the best Gurkha series that they make. Oh, period. absolutely, absolutely. The the, the 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 twelve and the fifteen are both really good. You know what's great is, about you know what's great about that is the fact that we all were like like immediately like <laughs> laughing because like yeah it's true <laughs> it's like everybody goes like but the cellar reserve though but the cellar reserve <laughs> exactly that motherfucker, that's the one man that's because yes. it's k that's because it's k hannah Sosha instead of gurkha mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know i didn't know too much of the background of, but i do know oh no it, it's just it's just a it like gurkha is k hannah Sosha. k hannah Sosha is gurkha but i know that's one of the, the is it 12 15 and 17 or 12 15 and 18, 18. 18. 18. That's I, I haven't had an 18. I've had 12 and 15. Well, I, I do know there's I know one of the 12 or 18. I can't remember which one. One or the 15 and the 18. One has more of a peppy, uh, more of a pepper bomb than the other. I can't remember which one because I haven't had them in a while. Um, but those are definitely the best ones out of that. But yeah. So, you know, people catch a lot, you know, flat from that. And I'm like, smoke what you like. You know, we had it's funny, we have one guy in our group who probably tries every fucking thing from like the lowest of the lows and the up. And the the best thing I can say about this guy is that he doesn't discriminate. Yeah. You no, know, he will try. Shout, every out, shout out to Tony Mack. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he, and it's funny just to see his, his, his transition of trying good cigars. Like he's went through all of these badass cigars, bad as in bad, not bad as in good. And he's transitioned <laughs> to a lot of, you know, better cigars. And it's like, Man, that guy's the coolest guy, one of the coolest guys ever. And it's like, smoke what you like. You know? Yeah. If, you, if you're going to continue to smoke fucking whatever it is, smoke it. But if not, you know, you, you, you graduate to different stuff and different, you know. So that's definitely one of the reasons we wanted a group to not have that bullshit. And the, name, mean, of, and the name of that group is? Detroit Cigar Club. <laughs> All right. So definitely, man, when you, when you get a chance, definitely, uh, definitely uh, send a request, man. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, power, yeah, power's changed, man. Like I know I started off on acids. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I was very, very into um starting out that I don't know. I, I haven't smoked them in a while. I, I don't know if I would smoke it now and think it was great. I don't know if I was smoking now and think it was whack. But um I started off on acids like a lot of people did. It's a good entry cigar. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's a good you, you get cigar. the you get that you get that sweetness on the lips and you're like, oh, this ain't bad. Yep. And then and then you end up going then you end up going to the Fuente Core line. Then you go to Rocky Patel's line. And then you get then you find Roma. Then you find Crown Heads. And yeah, it just it just goes on and I, on. I used to smoke That's a like ton of the, the Rocky Patel Edge. The Rocky Patel Edge, I used to love that stick. Dude, the 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 ninety nine, the, the vintage ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I, I used to smoke and I, I went through a bunch of uh Rocky Patels and you know started graduating to different lines and you know when i found roma that was just like the best fucking line ever yeah like you know they make a cigar pretty much for every different taste from strong to mild to you know That's, and affordable that's the I, biggest thing I, I oh for sure for sure like that that is like for 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 roma to keep their cigars at the price that they keep them at like you you cannot knock them at all um but that's uh it's like along the same lines as Roma. Uh, I forget which one you said that you tried from uh, JSK. It was the CBD one. Whatever okay, the, the one the, that had the nugs. Yeah, right. the nugs. So like the the, the Red Knight, his his original line is uh, like definitely one of the staples. Um, okay. 
but yeah, that's all. I'll have to, I'll have to send you guys out some of that. Um, I was going to say, Brian, can you, uh, I haven't had a JSK period. Right. So like, what would, what would be a good, uh, a good JSK for me to try out? Cause I, I haven't had one period. Uh, where, where, what, what shop do you guys go to? Well, would you know uh, it <laughs> if we said if we said would you know it? I mean, I mean the most the most the biggest brand probably would be JR Cigars. I know they're kind uh, of nationwide. I, I think I think there's a shop out out by you guys. Uh, I think it's called Secreto or something Secreto. like that. Secreto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. I I I know he carries JSK. Okay. So um, good old Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ron, Ronnie Ronnie Heisha. He- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's him. Uh, I I met him last year at uh, Ristafari. Oh, okay. Um, I know he carries JSK. Okay. Um, he does. Yeah, he does. Ronnie actually carries – he has a hell of a fucking line there. Yeah. Ron, Ronnie's, Ronnie's humidor is small, but it only carries, like, most like of, some the, of best, the best shit. Like, he has a great humidor for its size. It's, like, the size of, like, a closet, but it has, like, only great shit in it. So, like, I, I got a shop like that by me. It's called Tobacco Land. And this guy's got a humidor. Uh, I'd probably say about is that the... where they did an event there? Did Roma do an event there? In I don't the last think... like couple of months, I don't think Roma did, but Crown Heads I think did. Okay, one of our guys went to a shop up there to pick up sticks, and I, I it, it sounded familiar, but maybe not. Um, I have to ask him. But like he's got a humidor about the size of my studio. It's probably it's probably probably like nine by nine. Somewhere around there. That's that's pretty much uh, Secreto. Secreto's this thing, probably about nine by six. It's <laughs> it's like I mean, look looking at your studio setup, that's about the size of uh, Secreto's humidor. So this this it, it's almost a work of art the way that this guy has so many fucking cigars in his humidor, oh, like how yeah. how how everything is placed and and whatnot. But and he gets all the off the wall shit. He gets Wonderlust. He gets the H Towns. He gets all kinds of shit that he's Wonderlust. He get Wonderlust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, but um, I forget where I was going with that. Um. You, see, you we, were, you... we were we were originally talking about a uh, Ronnie shop. Yeah. But um. Oh, well, as far as finding SJK, you were asking what shops that we have here. Yeah, JSK. Um, start off. With the red knight, that's that's the core line. Um, I'm gonna try we, to write this down, so don't speak too quickly. But you said red knight. Yeah, red knight. Knight like with N-I-G-S-T a K or without a K. I can't take it off. Is it just spell it? Yeah, knight knight with a K. Okay. Um. All right. You see this this box here? Yeah. That's that's the box you're looking for. The one okay. that looks like it's smeared with blood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, let me see. If Ronnie's got, I start start with the red knight. If Ronnie's got any of these, with the white band, mm-hmm. it's the uh, Zlatno Sans. That's uh, that is a Connecticut that will fucking blow your mind. Okay. Wait. Can you can you uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Zlatno. Z L O. T N A or Z L A T N O, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Sans Sans is S O N C E. Well, typically, if he had that brand, it would probably be in that same area. So, can you can you show me 
uh, the band again, real quick? Yeah. It's a it's a golden lion. Uh, you said a golden lion. Okay, I can see a, I can see a white band with. Okay, yeah, I can see it now. Okay, gotcha. Cool, I got that one. All right, Man, so I, I fuck around, and get a chance. I may try to go there for lunch because it's like maybe fifteen minutes away from me. So. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck around and go there tomorrow. Like I said, I'm off. So yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie wouldn't, uh, Ronnie wouldn't get on the mic at uh, Ristafari with me because I had, I had the whole setup there. And uh, oh, okay. I ended up talking to like fucking 10 dudes and never released the episode because my laptop took a shit. Uh, uh, and we, we always know the feeling like our, uh, our what up though, I, I call it the what up though laptop. Cause that's the only thing we've used it for. It's been like acting really crazy lately. So it just happened that we started re- re- recording remotely. So it just kind of works out. Cause I think that thing was about to take a shit soon. But yeah, man, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna try to check out him to see if he has any of those SJKs, and I'll let you know before the weekend. So I might stop there for lunch tomorrow. Just to yeah, see. the 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 Nugs is not, in in my opinion, the Nugs is not a good way to base the brand. Um, I think you're looking for something else when you're smoking. Yeah. So it wasn't like the tobacco, you know. I was look, I don't know why I was just looking for like this this high filling or some shit I may have got from it or whatever, but. It was just okay. It wasn't like you know outstanding. It wasn't even. It was just an okay cigar. Yeah. So I I, 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 I wasn't totally agree. Brand on it, you know. I think I've had an SJK in the past, and I just don't remember what the fuck it was. One of is our that, uh, the CG, C, CB well, fuck CBD CBD is that the CBD yeah. one? Yeah, we uh, got from, I got from uh from Eddie. Yeah, the CBD is the Nugs. Um, yeah, the Red Knight. Uh, the the toothpicks. Uh, if he's got the toothpicks, uh, the toothpick Habano. He's got toothpick Habano and Maduro. The that that's a great debate. Uh, which is better, the toothpick or, or Maduro? But uh, in my opinion, or I'm sorry, the Habano or Maduro. In my opinion, the Habano beats the Maduro hands down. And I used to be the opposite side of the fence. So that's an example of palates changing. So there's uh, a there's a toothpick Habano and a toothpick Maduro. Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar, uh, Brian? Are you familiar with the Paul Stanley brand? Uh barely. I, I keep seeing pictures of them. Okay, so they have a Habano, they have a Broadleaf, and then they have a Warbear. Is the Mike is the Warbear a blend of the two? What's that? Is the Warbear what? Is a blend of the Habano and a Broad Broadleaf? I don't think so. I mean, I mean well, the wrapper, but I don't think the the yeah, blend the, is that. The the war the war bear has the thin barber pole, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I have a, a a handful of those. I think I maybe have like seven, uh, seven of those. But yeah, they're pretty good. The the Postania, they they get better with age. Um, I got those um from a local spot here, and they were. Did you get them from Zacrino? No, it was from um. The place that Ed Castor worked at, the one in Monroe. Oh, Corona. So I went, yeah, I went there and I got those and I got the SBC uh, 16. Are you familiar with those, Brian? No. Oh, so the the SBC 16 was uh, also uh, Barber Pole and um, that was great. It's made by uh, Postania, same, same, uh, same brand. 
And then the SBC 18 is even better. It's a, has a red label. Um, That one is great. I have, and they're about maybe like one or two of those left, but 16 and 18 a stick. Right. Yeah. I was about to say they're incredibly pricey. So I only bought one or two at a time. But yeah, I have a I have a sixteen. I think I have one sixteen and one eighteen left. But those are those are great great cigars. Like it's one of the few cigars where if you pay, uh, you know, sixteen. I think they're about sixteen bucks on average. I'd say it's worth the sixteen. Yeah. Like I I, I wouldn't. I I felt no way about smoking that as a, at a sixteen dollar price point. Like generally, I'd be like, okay, sixteen dollars, like this better knock my socks off. Yeah. I smoked it and I was like, well, okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, it's a solid price point. And, and Ronnie has those in the Cibador too. He has the, uh, the eighteens. So when it comes to shit like that, like price point and whatnot, like, uh, like I see these, uh, like the purple rains. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. The, 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 the Opus X oh. purple rain. Okay, I'm not. I'm not really versed with the Opus series. That's neither am I. Like I, I, I've had my fair share of Opus. Um, I've had a handful. We got a guy in our group who's heavy, heavy, heavy into Opus, so he could, he could talk about Opus all day. But yeah, I, I haven't had that one, the Purple Rain. I see. I'm, I'm of the. Uh, I'm, I'm in the group. Like I know a lot of people like the Lost City. Uh, the Lost City didn't do it for me at all. Uh, hey, it didn't. It didn't for me either. I had it in Vegas, and I paid like forty bucks for it. Like, yeah, wild expensive. And I smoked, it and I was like, hmm, yeah, I pay like eight or nine bucks for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, All right, so so yeah, let let let's do that. So, uh, most expensive cigar that you uh you've ever that's, bought? That's mine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the price point is still like. 35 like i didn't pay like a a a huge uh you know um an extra amount to get it in vegas i think i think i think think like 30 35 yeah i think lost city was probably the most i paid and it was like 30 bucks i bought one in orlando at corona for less yeah i bought way better cubans for far less yeah um that's the most that's the, the highest i've spent like i've had a couple of davidoff that were about 30 35 bucks that were great, but I just couldn't see myself spending thirty thirty five dollars for them. My buddy gave them to me, but couldn't see myself spending that much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I, I had a period where I was off work for some years, so I was like out trying to find bargain sticks, and that's when I found like the New World, the San Otano. You know, then I started getting to like the aromas, the you know, the intemperance and uh other sticks like that that were you know kind of reasonably priced you know cigars so when i got back working and you know now you know i can probably splurge every every other week or something and grab a expensive cigar but it's like it's so many good cigars and like the eight to ten to twelve dollar range that there's no reason for me to spend fifteen dollars on cigars all the time yeah i mean and i say that and i just smoked a fifteen dollar romacraft but that's not an everyday thing. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, I, I think it was Skip. I think it was Skip that said it on a on a different podcast that he's like, you know, tobacco only costs so much. So when you get that higher price range, like, what are you actually paying for? I mean, like, I, I think you're paying for like the, you know, it's like buying like ex, you know expensive wine or something. You know, 
you're paying for, you know, the, the craft of that expensive, whatever it is, you know, and like, you know, me and, and we had, me and Mike have had some episodes we've talked about just the progression and just, you know, of us drinking and smoking. Like, you know, we had this, we had this one good spill when I wasn't working. We were buying fucking $9 whiskey and, yeah. you know, that's what we had and it worked out. But, you know, we both work, you know, make good money, work decent jobs and we're able to buy shit we want. And so, you know, we drink better, we smoke better, but it's still those core cigars and those price ranges. Like I can afford to smoke 10, $15 to get cigars all, all the time, but I'm not doing it because I know they are great cigars yeah. for reasonably price price points. So yeah. it's like, and there's I'm, no reason to just smoke fucking legals all day when I know I can find a, you know, a, a Romer, a, a Crow Magnum is fucking awesome. You know, yeah. and I don't have to spend that money. And, and Brian, you asked, you asked a question. What, what was the question? Like, it was about uh, ones that we pay a lot for. Yeah. So you just, you just asked like, what, what well, was like, it? What, like, what, like the most expensive cigar that you've ever bought? Which you oh, okay. said that yours yours was the Opus. Uh, yeah. Most expensive cigar I ever bought. I I actually didn't smoke it. I bought it for my dad for Father's Day, and um, it was a Opus Forbidden X, and mm-hmm. it was overpriced. Uh, but I, I I spent sixty bucks on this stick. Holy and, fuck! And and my dad like I gave it to him. He's like, I don't know when I'm gonna smoke this. It's like, well, no, smoke it now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's gonna be a special occasion, you know, this and that. It's like. Well, like I, I, I've learned since, um, I, I, I try not to save anything for special occasions, uh, specifically, uh, like I told my dad, I said, you know, if you're having a shitty day, smoke that cigar, uh, make, make a shitty day into a special occasion, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, your dad a smoker, a cigar smoker. Yeah. My, my, my dad was a cigar smoker for a long time. Uh, still is. And like when he started smoking cigars, he kind of by proxy. That's how I came into cigars. Okay. Um, and you know he he a big Fuente smoker, and uh, you know he he's a big core line smoker. Um, and whenever we whenever I'd go into town, like visit my parents, or whenever he'd come visit us, um, you know, hand me a handful of cigars. So I mean that that's kind of how I got started, but. Um, so yeah, the, the, the forbidden X is the most expensive cigar that I ever bought and I didn't even smoke it. Um, but I think the, I, I don't even remember the most expensive cigar that I've ever bought, uh, for myself. That you smoked. Yeah. But I did, I did pick up a, a six pack of Lito Gomez Balm Batch number one from, uh, 2006. Okay. I got those, I don't know, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually got them at a pretty good price. But I, I smoked one of those, and it was fucking amazing. Like, and, and you just look at these cigars. They're fucking gorgeous. They're, they're, how, mu- how much was it? Uh, I think I spent 180 For how many? You said five or – you said six? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, uh, you – Brian, you mentioned earlier about the the cigar you had bought that you're going to have with your with your son when he turns eighteen. I think mm-hmm. I have a uh, I have a box 
of Romeo and Juliet uh, Cubans that I bought. I didn't buy them when I got married, but I ended up finding it last year. And it has a date code of the month and year when I got married. So I got married October 2014. So my goal is to smoke one a year until I finish the box. Dude, I, I, I really love that idea, no matter what the occasion is. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you, I mean, you really get to experience that box to yeah, its, you, to its it, full potential. You, like, you grow with it. So, like I say, they're already like, they were already three years, four years old or three years old. So I had one for my anniversary last year. And then, like I say, I'll have one this year for my anniversary and every year until that box is gone. So that was a cool thing for me to be able to find the month and year that we got married. Yeah. And, you know, continue that. So uh, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. It's like, it's a thing that no one else going to, it's just, it's not like me and, you know, your anniversaries are typically something you and your wife enjoys, you know, but for that, it's just something I enjoy. Yeah. I could sit and I had that cigar and, you know, whatever, reflection or whatever the fuck I do with it you know that's just what I do what I found is that 2014 is a really good year for cigars for Cubans like I, I found some other 2014 Cubans and they've been fucking awesome so I'm really on this thing of trying to collect 2014 year Cubans and I know as the years pass they're probably gonna get more expensive yeah but it's, it's pretty cool to have a certain one you set aside and to have like the patience to like not fuck with it for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. <every> year. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's like with, with the box of Labijus that I have for my yeah. son. Um, you know, that's every year I, I, I break one of those out and it's, it's not just the cigar, but it, it makes me think back to that day where my son was born and that experience so I mean that that's a whole nother level to to that cigar, you know. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean something more specific, like you know, going Cuba from that year. Uh, yeah, you you have the if if you're going any cigar from Cuba from that year, you get the different the different profiles of each cigar. And but, my hopes is that you know it gets better as the years go by. And I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, my marriage gets better as the years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, goes like, by. <laughs> that's, I, that's, that's the hope. So, you know. Uh, every year, I hope my kid doesn't turn into a shithead, you know. <laughs> how, how, how old is your kid? Uh, he turns four next month. Okay, so, like, for me, if I were to try to do something like that, I wouldn't necessarily want to give uh, my son, like, a elite-level cigar because – like you know palettes aren't built like that like if if his first cigar is a uh, something that i think is great but it's his first one he might not like it that much yeah so like in, in my head i'm thinking like if i want to try to bring my son into the fold it would be more like i, I i'd probably give him an acid like hey yeah. try this out see how you like that and just spend the time like you smoke your acid i'll smoke whatever's popping whenever but you know what mike i, I I think that I think the the more the I think the biggest thing is like it's not really for the joy of like Brian's son. It's more of the joy of Brian giving this 
18 year old cigar to his son. Well, that, probably, I, I just that, don't want to give him some shit he ain't gonna like. But well, no, he's probably that, gonna think he's probably gonna think it's trash. He may think it's potentially, but it's just like the jury of saying, "Hey, I have this 18 year old cigar. Have at it." That that it that and the fact <laughs> that you like, know, let's smoke two. Here's an acid, and then here's an 18 year old cigar <laughs> but, that you might enjoy. <laughs> but with that, like, I mean, you know, part of it is realistically. <clears throat> You know, if my son grows up seeing me cigar- smoke cigars, he's going to smoke cigars before he's 18. That's why I said his first legal cigar. Ah. But, uh, you know, uh, to that point, it's like, all right, I imagine he's probably going to smoke something before that. Um, and also, I imagine after 18 years, that Labiju is going to mellow out. Oh, tremendously! So much. Maybe it, it won't be the same that you had. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Yeah, by that time, he's there. Might be entirely different shit you want to give him. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I was able to. Uh, my my stepson just turned twenty one, and so our first drink together was my Havana Club Maestro. I and, I heard about that. Yeah, and so it wasn't necessarily his first drink but it was the first drink we had. So I felt like that was a dope that we was able, and I was telling him like, you're not going to have nothing this great probably for a good while. So to be able to have something that good, I don't think he probably even took in how good that was, but it was just kind of a, a cool experience to have with him. You know? Yeah. That's you. Yeah. You were talking about that on your show, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's I, I couldn't remember if it was yours or Delvin's. Yeah. That was, I think it was, yeah, it was ours. I think. Yeah. When, when my, my son is 11, um, when he gets that teenage range, if he has any kind of interest in um, drinks or cigars or anything like that, it would be a situation where I would give him something that I think that he might like, where it'd be like, hey, get your foot in the door, see how you like this, and we can expand from here. Just, you know, the same way that we came up. You know, Swish, like, hey, it's- Swish or sweet. <laughs> well, no, no, I wouldn't do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I- we can do better than that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my plan. Um, if I could, I, I just feel like if I had a, uh, my son was born in 2008. If I had a 2008 Cuban and I'm like, Hey, here, you're now 18. Smoke this 2008 Cuban. He's going to be like, yeah, what the fuck is this? This shit is whack. He, he, <laughs> so, he's going to be. And now he's, wasted a Cuban that's fucking two decades old. Yeah, he he's gonna be the guy at the wedding that puts it down in the ashtray a quarter of the way through it. Right. So I, I I'd probably if he if he has interest, I'd probably enter enter him into the into the into the game in the same way that I did and just like, hey, here's a uh acid Cuba Cuba and and uh you smoke that and I'll smoke my uh you know my Roma crab black Irish. <laughs> No, that's uh, that, that that that's why I mentioned first legal smoke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, all right, guys. Um, I think we we are approaching three hours. Are you shitting me? No. Oh wow! Yeah, it's almost eleven thirty. Yeah. So. Well, three hours um, since we started recording, but maybe not three hours of 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 content that you would put into the. You know, after yeah, you edit it, I would imagine it'd be less. But no, I I actually I actually think after plus. I think after after we got started, I was looking. I was like, all right, I'll say we started at seven thirty, um, so pretty pretty close. But 
Um, I could, I could go on for fucking hours, like touching on subjects that we touched on and uh, expanding that, that could definitely go on for hours. We're definitely going to have to get back together. Oh, for sure, um, man. For sure, man. Definitely enjoyed the, uh, enjoyed the, the conversation, man. I could say cigars and, and, and bourbons and, you know, those are definitely things that are definitely high on my hobby list. So, and I'm assuming, you know, I know Mike's as well. So to be able to have that on a podcast, you know, it's definitely dope. So we definitely have to definitely do it again. Definitely. Oh yeah. That's, I, I can definitely see this being a regular occasion. Yeah. So. This is a great time, man. I love, I love this shit. I'm going to put up, I'm going to try to put up like a backdrop. So I don't look so fucking <laughs> like, so I'll get roasted every time I do. Like you in stuff. desert storm and shit. Dude, dude I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, Joanne Fabrics. I'm telling you, Joanne Fabrics. When the flannel's on sale, you're golden. I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put up one now too. I'm just gonna get something crazy and put it behind us. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do it too, man. But yeah, Brian, man, much appreciated. I'm mad it took so long for us to finally get together, man. But we definitely have to do this. You know, worth a little the more regularly than you know, definitely, definitely worth the wait. We definitely do it a little more regularly. So yeah, much appreciated, man. Definitely like the podcast. I. I was listening to the one with uh, Homeboy, and I didn't finish it yet, but I'm going to continue that, and I'm probably going to – I'm just going to go through all of them as well, you know, so I know I, I, content, I wouldn't. So. I, I wouldn't say go through all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you're listening to uh, uh, Coffee Black now, check out Daryl Davis next. Um, and then after that, I mean, like I said, I got, I got Miguel, I got Risty, I got Sam Lucia. Uh, but the, the the cigar ones definitely piqued my interest, so I'm definitely going to check out those. Yeah, um, uh, one of my more recent ones, uh, Sub Brown. Uh, his name is Brian Brown. He's uh, he's been on a submarine for 18 years. Uh, but oh, uh, he's he was a really cool dude. Uh, but anyway, uh, since we're since we're swapping this, you guys are going to be posting it. I'll go ahead and sign off first, and then you guys can do it. Uh, but I'm Brian from the Herfcast, uh, theherfcast dot com. Um, I got a store. You can buy shirts, whatnot. Uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon. I've got one dollar, five dollar, seven dollar levels. Uh, contest shirts, all that shit. Uh, if you are interested in a cigar of the month club, stogiebird.com or just random uh, five packs that Sam offers: Roma Craft, Crown Heads, Espinosa, all kinds of shit. If you use the code Herfcast, that's going to save you five bucks. Uh, Mike and Otis from the What Up Doe podcast. Check them out. Um, guys, what do you got for me? Yeah, uh, What Up Doe podcast. We're based out of Detroit. We talk a whole lot of shit. We drink a lot of, uh, drink a lot of cigars. <laughs> uh, we drink a lot of drinks. We smoke a lot of cigars. We talk a lot of shit. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, check us out. What Up Doe podcast. We're on um, everything. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good shit. So check us out and uh, hit us up if you wanna if you wanna be involved in a podcast. Hit us up. Yeah. We are we are now open to having everybody on the podcast who has interest. So Detroit uh, Cigar us, Club. Shit. Yeah, and Detroit Cigar Club. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. It's called Detroit Cigar Club. Uh, Otis and I are admins. So if you drop that you uh, heard about us on on the Herfcast, we'll let you in there. And uh, it's a good time. We just talk shit. Smoke cigars, post pics, all that good stuff. Good time. Yep. yep. Uh, what up, though, is uh, W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E. And uh, you can find us on any uh, uh, streaming network uh, that we have, that you, that you have. Uh, 
<laughs> on, tw- on Twitter is uh, at What Up Do Podcast. Uh, and uh, our email is uh, What Up Do Podcast at Gmail. So. And if you fuck with us and you hop on our podcast, I apologize for all the things that I've said that will inevitably <laughs> offend you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. If, if, you're, afra- if, you're, afraid of the, if you're afraid of the word cunt, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not the podcast for you. Uh, yeah, if you're afraid of inflammatory language, it's not the podcast for you. No, so I, so I, mean? I, fucked, up, I fucked up my intro and outro. I, I spelled what up, doe, uh, W-U-D-U-P-D-O. I did not have the E, so I fucked okay. that up. Oh, it's all good. We, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out at some point. They'll figure it out at some point. So, if, yeah. if you search it without the E, I'm sure it'll still come up yeah, no shit. in iTunes. <laughs> so you'll be good. By the time you search WDUP, it should come up. So Yeah. We'll be Yeah, much, much appreciated, Brian. Uh, absolutely, guys. Anytime. Yep. All right, man. Take care. All right. There you have it. That was uh, Otis and Mike from the What Up Doe podcast. Uh, find them anywhere podcasts are found. You could follow him on Twitter, W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E. That's Twitter at W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E, the What Up Doe podcast. Um, if you liked what you heard from them tonight, definitely check out their show. Um, don't forget to check out stogiebird.com. Save yourself five bucks on any order. Uh, use the coupon code HERFCAST and check out my website, theherfcast.com and shop at the store or support me on Patreon, get in that contest tier and uh, maybe you'll win, win a nice package. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'll keep you posted for next time.